Welcome to D Comedy, your rewatch, review, whatever you want to call it, podcast. This month, your D commentators are me, Lucas. And me, Emma. And we are here today to talk to you about the Disney Channel classic that came out six years ago. Uh, the, came out six years ago? Came out in 2015. It's 2021. That somehow feels sooner than I thought. Really? I, I mean, I, I guess. I think it's because we have a memory of when this came out, and it feels like it was a forever ago. Yeah, I, I can't decide if I feel like that feels like it came out sooner than that or later than that, but that did not sound right to me. But, but we're talking about Descendants, the first film of what I think now is fair the to call... The Descendants Cinematic Universe? I was going to say the blockbuster franchise um, of uh, the current Are blockbuster... Are there three or two? There's three. There's three. We've talked about the third one multiple times on the show. Cool. <laughs> about it coming out. I just don't know that there's one where Ursula's daughter plays a large role. That's the second one, but she comes back for the third one. But I don't think she's... She's the main villain of the second one. Got it. I've never seen the third one. Is it like a Fast and the Furious cinematic universe where the villains are the villain in one movie, but then by the next movie they've joined the gang? Um, I'm led to believe kind of, because I believe China and McClane in Descendants 3 is chiller, and I think Hades is the main villain. Would there. we say China and McClane is like the Jason Statham of the Descendants. I think that's an amazing... First of all, I'm (laughs) basing all this on just things Emma has told me about the Fast and the Furious. I have not seen all the Fast and the Furious movies. But yeah, we're talking about the Descendants today. But before we hop into that, um, just quick two things of DCOM news. One of which is very relevant, is they announced they are doing an animated Descendants special outlining the marriage of Mal and Ben. Uh, How old are they? I, they're 16, he's 16 in this. Yes. So I assume there's going to be like a time skip or whatever. And there's going to be, you know, some tangled forever after. I'll fucking watch it. I ship them. Well, it's anime. Oh, you're wrong. You're so wrong. Wow. This is going to be a this really rough be, podcast. This is going to be I a polarizing, it's going to be a polarizing opinion space. Anyway, that's happening this summer. Number one. Number two, we got some more details on Spin. The DJ movie. The DJ. Well, here's the thing is they released some images from it. They talked more about it. They are very clearly trying to steep this in Indian heritage and culture. Like there's going to be a big thing about her mixing in Indian beats, Indian music beats with her stuff. And I think that sounds great. But anytime I hear the word mixing. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Like, I don't know why we needed the DJ. It's also like, it's, it's not an inherently visual medium DJing. It's not interesting to watch someone DJ. It's not like jump in where like that's a really cool thing to watch. Yeah, no, I agree with you. They still haven't really put out a release date for that yet. But I'm kind of looking forward to it because I want to see how they mix uh, all this intense uh, Indian heritage stuff with DJing. With beats. <laughs> with beats. Back to The Descendants. Um, as I briefly touched on, Emma and I watched this movie weirdly when it came out. Because yeah. it, was, it was on Emma's radar for whatever reason. And she was like, no, 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 Lucas, you need to watch this movie. And I watched it and I was like, it's fine. I didn't hate it. I what, it, was, it was whatever. And I watched it again for the first time. I hadn't seen it since. And you know what? It's fine. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's, it's fine. pretty good. It's a little basic in some areas. I actually think I like the sequel better. I haven't seen the sequel, but I think I, I 
I feel like it's probably going to do what happened with High School Musical, where it will level up pretty intensely by the sequel. Yeah. Once they engage that people are, this is something people are into. I, I just like the concept. I think it's based on books. I, I like the concept. I always, I think one thing that really draws me to this movie is I really like when Disney plays with their own IP a little bit. I actually don't think they do that enough. Like, I think it's really, it's a cool idea to have the kids of Disney characters and like p- playing with it. And I almost, I actually almost wish they played with their own IP more in this movie. Yeah, I agree. First of all, yes, these are based on books, which I wasn't aware yeah. of. I did, I, did, I did not know that. But here's what gets me about that is I feel like there's so many more imaginative things, places you can go with this concept and they don't really do it. True. The other thing that drives me like a little bit like nutso is that it is like Disney. Like Disney made this thing about Disney characters. Mm-hmm. Why don't they fucking like look like the shit in Disney movies. Like, why is everything, like, Uncanny Valley, like, slightly off? Yeah, well, we can talk about that as we get into it, but they definitely, sometimes, well, the thing is, sometimes they do that for in really interesting ways. I think I like some of, like, the updates they Well, I with. like when they update it, but when they are showing them in full formal dress, or when we're seeing, like, the explanation, why does this shit not look like Disney? And, but they, Where's Cinderella's castle? Like, there, show it There are also some casting fails, in my opinion. Oh. You can't tell me that that woman is Belle. That woman is Who not is that? That's just is, a random I, PTA I, 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 do, I do not know this woman. But it's like we literally have people in our theme parks working as Belle. Like, they, you have someone that could play that. Belle. Like, they do some... They we, You see Belle, and yeah, she's just a mom, and then they have someone be Snow White later, and they actually put her in, like, a dress that's kind of like Snow White and do her hair kind that, of like Snow White. That I thought like, looked way better. I'm like, that's all you had to do. Why did you just make Belle a mom in a dress? You know, it was... Really worried about Beast, also. That dad with his glasses. I, I feel like that man is secretly so sad. Yeah, oh, there's something... <laughs> deeply wrong with There's him. something going on behind those hazel eyes that I don't understand. He was actually a clinically bad actor. Like, I, when his first line happened, I went out loud like, yeesh. I didn't think he was that bad just because, like, he's not prevalent so much. I don't think all the performances in this film are that fantastic. But Some are better than others. Some are better than others, but he's he was barely on my radar. But like, here's here's what I I do need to say this up front. This is, I think, maybe the longest decom we've covered so far. It's nearly, it, nearly two hours long. But I will say, I did not feel that length. No. Oh, I agree. I thought it flew. I agree. It, it, and it, it doesn't... It pussy, flows like, well. Like, it flows well and it jumps right into the action. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it, they're going they to wait, school. They waste no time. They waste, no, they waste time. no time. They get it going. And I appreciate that. Yes, it was long, but like, other movies have felt much longer to me. True. But I'm just... So the reason I'm bringing that up is we're probably going to skim a lot of stuff. Yeah, but, but um, you're going to have to just... So just heads up. We have to start talking about it. And I have to give you lore... Well, you need to also understand this lore is laid out for us, kind of in like the, the, you know how, it's, this is what I'm saying, this is cool IP that they played with. You know how like in the old Disney movies, like Sleeping Beauty, it would be a book and it would open. They do that here, but it's an iPad. It is an iPad. And And Mal is narrating off an iPad. So I had forgotten about that. that So had I. And here's what I will say, my impression of the entire Descendants franchise and I, this is not a critique. This is just my impression. And I think it does it very well. Much like you think Zombies is trying to be very campy. I think Descendants is inherently over the top. And yeah. I think it works for them. But like... Just the fact that they go so hard into this concept that it's like, this isn't the normal fairy tales. There's an iPad and there's, these are the kids of the fairy tales. I agree with it's you, over but the then they also try to get so deep because like it is like they're digging into the existential question of like nature versus nurture. Yeah. And it's like that 
that tone doesn't work so well when like when there's like those deep scenes of like I do I have to be this way because my parents a shitty person like it's actually kind of a, a tough subject yeah they're, they're actually I, I had this note later but there is genuinely like a message and again this is what I'm saying I feel like this movie missed the op- some opportunities in some places there's genuinely a message here about the fact that y- your parents aren't obligated to love you and if, yes. you do- if you don't feel you're being loved by your parents you cut them out of your life like you have to have to be you have to be strong to cut toxic people out of your life and it also like if you have a terrible parent then it also is telling you you don't have to like could like continue the cycle and then be a terrible parent like, you yes. can be something different that is it which is a cool message it's just but it's a, just under it's six a little layers. hard it's under six it, layers of hair color no, no, and you know what it's under six layers of leather why yes. are they in so much how, fucking leather how many cows must have to died thousand <laughs> okay so hang on let me give you the lore on this place because it's pretty bonkers this is also bonkers this is bonkers this is the lore this is the yeah beauty and the beast you know from disney's beauty and the beast they got married Tale as old as time. and then the beast song is old as rhyme <laughs> emma the beast united all of the kingdoms so quick to on that one i said this literally in my notes I'm not going to be a big stickler. I know they're playing very fast and loose with Disney canon and yeah. lore and all that stuff. Whatever. Beauty and the Beast was just France. It was just France. It was just France. Like, you know, like, I understand there was a magic sorceress and all that stuff. And I don't even think that he was, like, the prince of all of France. I think he was, like, a no. regional prince. Yeah, he does not have this kind of power. <laughs> and, but what gets me, Beauty and the Beast was just the wrong call to be in charge of everything. Why he, are they the ones? It should be. Cinderella. Cinderella and or Snow White. Because Snow White was the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, But Cinderella is the much more iconic cast. It would have made a lot more sense to me. And there's but, all this fairy godmother bullshit. Yes, there's so much to, fairy which has godmother. Nothing to do with Beauty and the Beast. It, I, uh, so why okay. is she crowning someone? The point is, yeah, Emma, you're you and I. Once again, Emma and me this season just on the same page. Wait till we get to Ben. I think. Yeah, we're that's true. Right that's true. Um, <laughs> God. Ben is back. We're, we're about to we're about to get to Ben in a second. But so the point is, he united all the kingdoms, quote unquote. They're actually they actually show us a map and we see some kingdom names. Uh, also, does this inherently then include China? Because Mulan is that from was, China. Yeah, that was a whole thing too. But so did you read some of these names? No, of course. There's like so far away. There's like Oradon and Sherwood. And like, also, like, and then also, and then also why, History it, Island, <laughs> which is. But also a good one was uh, there's Bald Mountain which is a Fantasia reference, which I enjoyed mm. because that's Chernabog, baby. But really quick question. Yes. If, why is it called Oridon? No if, clue. No goddamn clue where right. that comes from. It sounds like Aurora, but the that would be a Sleeping Beauty. That, would be, that would be a Sleeping Beauty thing for sure. But so the main point is there's basically... Beauty the, and the Beast unite all these, the kingdoms and all the fairy tale one, worlds under into Oridon. And they kick all the villains and the henchmen and the sidekicks and the bad guys all get kicked to this island called the Isle of the Lost. Correct. Now, which seems like Australia, right? I mean, I guess yeah, it's like a a penal (laughs) colony, but I mean, there was other ones before Australia. Um, But the point is that it's a very what was that once upon a time kind of thing where it's like fairy tales reimagined the modern day. Like this kingdom is now like the modern day with like cell phones and stuff like that. It's like uh, onward. Do we know? Wait, before we get into this, do we know where it was filmed? Because it looks like a real college campus. Uh, it set... Some of it was filmed at the place they used for the X-Mansion in the X-Men movies. I saw that. I don't know where the rest of it is. I think some of it was Canada. 
But I'm, so, I, but it I looks was, like I a looked legit at, college I was, campus. I was watching the credits and I didn't see it listed, but maybe I missed it. But so Beauty and the Beast are the king and queen of this whole of these United States. They have a son whose name is Ben, and he's going to become the king because he's turning sixteen. That's not how fucking. That's not kings how that. Work. That's not how kings work. That's not how kings that work. Not how kings Why work. would he assume the throne at sixteen? His dad's still alive and kicking. Yeah, he, he, the dad just doesn't want why, to be the yeah, king. Why is I the guess. dad? Time for my sixteen-year-old son to take over my fucking job, ostensibly. Here, here's what it is because he's getting fitted for a tuxedo. Belle and the Beast come in and are like, hey, 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 ready to be a king, getting ready for that coronation. And he's like, oh, don't even trip. Got it. He doesn't talk like that. Uh, Got my first big proclamation. First proclamation figured out. I'm going to get the children from the Isle of the Lost, the children of the villains, to come to school here in Ordon so they can be educated properly and have a chance at a normal life. And they are like, terrible idea, son. Also, during this scene, I did write the note, wow, this prince is a bad actor, and somehow the dad is even worse. <laughs> yeah, okay, so let's talk about Ben real quick. Ben is... I, I don't want to be, we don't want to be mean to actors. Oh, also, they, this this whole scene was tough because this is the one where he's like, I'm going to, you know, bring these kids from Isle of the Lost over and we're just start with four. We're going to have a pilot yes. program. And, she, and he's like, and she's just like Maleficent or he, he, he waits for the end from us. And he's like, oh, and, and I think I know the, exactly. the mom goes, she's the worst villain in the land. And I was like, dial it down. Dial it down about five notches. That's not what I thought you were going to say, but yes. The thing I thought you were going to say is like, he, yeah, he says, I want to do this pilot program. I've picked the villain kids out. And he says, Maleficent, whatever, Jafar. Okay. Big evil sorcerer. Evil queen. Sure, sure. Maleficent. Cruella and then Cruella DeVille. Cruella Such a weird choice. Cruella DeVille is not from a fairy tale. She's from 1950s <laughs> London. <laughs> like, she drives a Why car. Why doesn't she have a British accent? Yeah, she, well, Cruella, the original Cruella didn't have much of a British accent. She just said, True. darling. Yeah, and that's like, what ah. I was looking for. But you're right. It's there's, She actually also, by the way, has no power. She's just a person. She is just, just a person. Someone call her hashtag girl boss. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> a truly wild choice. Um, those are just such better options. There's though. so many better options. And they get better options as the movie's gone. Ursula's Ursula is daughter, Gaston's son, Hades, Captain Hook's kid. Like, all of those are good options. Um, okay, but here's the, here's the thing. Like, here's what I'm saying. So he's picked these kids out, and they're like, all right, we don't think this is a good idea, but, you know, you have, to be, the you have to be your own king. Go for it. Here's the deal with Ben. Ben's whole bit, the reason he's Beauty and the Beast's son, is because he, he he's like, oh, the children are innocent. The children haven't done anything wrong their parents did the wrong thing and now we're punching them that's not cool we need to get them off the island and the whole he's basically the only one who believes in this program and it's because his dad was the beast and everyone thought he was bad and then his mother found the nurture thing and so that's why he's the one who believes in it but it, he doesn't need to be king for this he should he be, doesn't need to be king. Emma, i'm gonna blow your mind he should be the school president he should be the yeah, president yeah, of the school. Yeah, actually, that's which, how you write that. Which, obviously, the president doesn't have that kind of administrative power in the student amongst the student body, but it's a Disney Channel original movie, I would have bought I it. I mean, I would buy that more than a 16-year-old being the king. When his dad is still so alive. alive. Yeah. It makes way more sense. And then have Cinderella or Sleeping Beauty or uh, Snow White be queen. Yeah, I, It makes a million times more sense. Yeah, also, like, what does Belle have no ruling power? Is the male... The, she's the princess. Yeah, well, no. He, oh, I guess no, he's... No, he's, no. No, Adam. No, no, excuse me. Beast is Beast was Beast is the right one. Beast is the right one. I just think like she's such more of like a character. Like, is it really a patriarchal monarchy where it only passes for men? I guess so. Because like, but why? <laughs> why is that? Like, only he. I guess she has a tiny tiara. But that's fucking bullshit. What is this? His crown is so plastic. So bad. It's so it's bad. So bad. That's what I'm saying about Disney. It's like. 
Why? I've seen better crowns in ma- in ma- Magic Kingdom parades. Yes. Why would you not just go to your own just costume? Just go to Disneyland costuming. Go to your own costume. You want they and have 10 million better things to put on his head. Okay. Okay. Hang on. But I need to finish what I was going to say about Ben. I don't want to be mean to Ben. We never say people are bad actors. He's a bad actor. He's giving a bad performance. And it gets better as the film goes on. But he... That's- Okay, so this is this was my point about Ben that I didn't know you were going to agree with. So here I say he's a bad actor. And then once he starts interacting with Mal, I think she actually makes him a better actor. Yes. Because she is so good. Mm-hmm. And they actually really do have a chemistry that he sells me on. But I also think it's because, and this is why I don't want to blame the actor specifically. I think it's the way they wrote him to be so bland and boring. But then once they get, once later things happen and he gains a personality yes. trait, just one personality Literally. trait, it works better. But so we pan from the his, you know, their castle to the Island of the Lost. And folks... Buckle your fucking seatbelts. Okay. Here's what I need to Ready say. Ready for a slapper? Here's, here's what I'll say. We start off way too strong. Just go way too big too it, fast. Premature ejaculation. Nothing matches every, this. Nothing, nothing, nothing comes close. <laughs> nothing and comes Luke close. Is, it electrified me. It body and soul. It bewitched me. So this is a musical, in case you didn't remember. This is a musical. And this is the villain kid's instruction. And it's basically their theme throughout yeah. the Oh, movie. it comes out. It comes, they, it's a musical stinger they play. It's called Rotten to the Core. Rotten to the Core. core, core. I'll, I'll play it at the break because it's the best song and kind of the only good one. It's the only good one. But So we get to see the Island of the Lost. And the logistics of this island murder me. Oh, I... I, I cannot... First of all, how are there that many people? How on? many Disney villains are there? For which, okay. The way I explained it in my head was that they're all. You don't think I have many henchmen armies we've got we're dealing with? I guess I whatever. Or the, everyone has just been boning on that island twenty. Well, the reproductive it is, rates. It is, it is a lot of teens. It's Let's be real. It's a lot of children. A lot of babies. There's a baby. In there's the baby. Year. But like the things. Okay, the things. Also, is everyone? And I don't. Everyone know what, on that island is unhinged. Okay, well, yes, but I also the I don't like the logistics of like why are everyone in Oridon they all have two parents and everyone on the Isle of the Lost it's a single parent household um, um I do believe it's just free for all, free for all fucking the, then, uh, it kind, they kind of imply that it is and that like we'll get there later it's kind of implied that you just <laughs> throw yourself around wherever you feel comfortable and whatever happens happens well that was the town bicycle <laughs> <laughs> no everyone's the t- first of all the evil queen would be the town bicycle <laughs> the town is made of bicycle the town is all bicycle it's a bicycle based economy <laughs> but here's what I'm saying here's what I will say this was missed opportunity number one for me why are there no combo kids why do we not have the son the, I, to the child of Maleficent and Jafar yeah, like something like that that would saying. be rad that right be like combine rad. those things like obviously there's probably like a gender imbalance it wouldn't be perfect I get it but like that would be so cool to see like how Disney villain parents raise a child would have been so much cooler than Cruella DeVille being one of the villains because I also think the Cruella thing just going back to that it also because I have complaints about this I also want to say really quickly before we get into round of the, the cord too much I saw this and I literally I out loud was like oh my god this makes me so sad I love Cameron Boyce he's so good he's rest R- in peace R- R- he is so talented he's so cute he's an amazing dancer he's an amazing dancer both of the guys are such good dancers can they sing absolutely not <laughs> can they dance you bet your twinkle toes they are so good it's really so weird the girls are amazing singers and the guys are the amazing dancers it's like a 
I mean, the girls aren't bad dancers, but they're, they're just, not as good. As they're, the yeah, they're not. Their yeah, camera um, voice is lighting up the so stage. He's so good. He's doing like flips and shit. It's crazy. They both were. They, yeah. the well, the choreo- Boo Boo Stewart's doing like acrobatics, like swinging on monkey bars yes. and stuff. But like, but uh, the freaking camera voice is just doing front flips. flips. It's oh, amazing. It's absolutely sick. It made me really sad because I really loved him and the other thing though that pissed me off though is that because I think they put him as Cruella's son he doesn't have as good of an arc as the other characters none of them have an arc that's no the, they that's, do no that's well that's my main issue with this movie and, and I, I, that was behind I'm not saying it's well done that's that was hyperbolic I, I, absolutely this is Mal's movie and that pisses me off because the other evil kids are just as interesting oh, as her. Oh, completely. And, and so to kind of throw them by the wayside, it literally, here's the pecking order. Mal, Evie, Evie. Jay, and Carlos. Yeah. That's the pecking order of who gets the most attention, who gets the most focus, who gets the most narrative but development. But Jay at least, Jay, Jay does not get enough development, but he at least does have this arc with this, with the turning thing. Like it, that right, is but like, the, the it, arc is over like halfway through the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just at the end, he's like, remember, I did have that arc. But I'm saying compared to fucking Carlos, who's literally his thing is that he likes dogs. I don't... it's so dumb. It's, it's such so a waste. Sp- and especially because Mal and Evie's arcs are also, like, really deep. And I, like... Like, if you were going to make him Cruella DeVille's son, do something interesting with that concept, not just be like, he's afraid of dogs. No, he's not. It's That's such a the dumb arc. That's use the arc. of the, the... Especially because he's the only different gendered villain kid. His yeah. mom is a villain and he's a boy. And w- which, by the way, let's just talk about this here. The reason I bring up the, g- the different gender thing, the two things that elevate this movie, no matter any bad thing I say about it, number one is the choreography. Kenny Ortega directed this movie and his fingerprints are all, all over it. There is nothing bad I can say about the dance number of Rotten to the Core. It is so... F- I can, listen, I could complain that the song is kind of overly dubstepped and a little cringy, but it all just I melts away. I actually like this... Oh, the second, just, the second they start dancing, it is... Because this this mm, number, it starts with them like running through the streets like, I'm the worst, I'm the nasty. Yeah. And they're like walking through over the, the aisle. Over the top, for sure. But their kids are selling it, and then they all come together, and then it's a big group dance number, and it's so it's, iconic. It's a, it, it, it's erotically charged. Yeah, not, yeah. not like in the way they're dancing but it makes me erotically like I'm just ready for whatever's about to happen okay but my problem with the songs in this movie overall I think can be really highlighted by this because this is what I think they all should have been something like Rotten to the Core which today's overly dubstep or not dubstep it's auto-tuned but no there's dubstep in there or whatever electronic beats but my point is it's a little cheesy but it's playing with Disney lore Rotten to the Core apples like it's it's kind of all winking at the overall thing Mm -hmm. it's not the it rest works. of the songs are like bland high school musical cutting room four like light it up I'm like this has nothing to do with like the cool concept we're playing this with this is here. the best song none of them the rest of them even come close but something weird they kind of do is that each song has like a distinct musical style too where it's like the one with Maleficent is like a vaudeville like, I actually do like that it's one. not bad but it just is like it's not memorable you're like that was fine I thought you when you were saying the things that elevated this movie I thought you were going to say number one Kristen Chenoweth oh well we've we met Kristen Chenoweth but I'm saying here is number one the choreography number two Emma you have to agree with me the costuming the kid the villain they made kid, some choices they made some choices but I kind of love all of them no I on the villain kids they all look consistently amazing especially Carlos because they had to incorporate the Cruella de Vil designs yeah, into, bo- into, the best. into Carlos boy clothes is the best. it's bo- his is the best Evie's. Evie's is the second best then Mal and then Jay Jay just wears like leather jackets it's just but look. they also okay I love the costuming I completely agree I love the way they style Evie and Mal too like I, I just love like like the tiny tiaras that Evie has like woven into her hair and shit is so cool I did wonder why they were like because they are bad we must only dress them in leather 
These kids had to be sweating their fucking balls off. I think off. it's because the only... In this dance number, in the sun, they are all in head-to-toe leather. It's the only clothing that implies you murdered something to get it. Yeah. Except, like, fur, I guess, but that would look them too, look too fancy. But, the, so, they do this amazing, incredible song, dance number, it's all good. The thing is, that I was mentioning about the logistics, we just see little pieces of life on the island of Lost, and it's so bonkers, where people are drinking, like, tea, but there's no tea in it, and it's... Which I, I don't can't know spend they, too much time on this I know, island. But, okay, but the thing that you have to agree with me that truly remains it haunts me in my dreams as at one point jay pulls back a curtain on something and there's a man in like prospector pajamas like those one that onesie and he's in a tub oh and he's, yes what was he's this? washing himself their suds but he's wearing clothes and he's just like "Ooh, you've opened my bath and i was like wait why are I you just a man in the street interesting choice because i thought they would style it a little bit more like everyone's a villain like like but they don't like they're villains but the people that they're running across on island lost are just doing weird shit it looks like if you took the town from jaws and like the seaside town from jaws and then just it does have a very very seaside energy well it's an island yeah and then just (laughs) filled it with a bunch of like circus performers like circus circus performers but like a 1920s circus like the circus from wandavision that she turns the the shield camp into that kind of thing anyway then they go and meet their parents there's also bucket drumming in that number and i really liked that and i wanted to call out how that was great we meet their we meet the left was at first who's as i mentioned is played by kristen chenoweth kristen chenoweth having the goddamn time of her life on that screen absolutely eating the Kristen Chenoweth does not need this but she just was like I'm gonna do it I'm just gonna go so freaking hard at it then she sells it. She sells it. Like, okay, obviously, I'm sure there would be people who would be pissed off that it's not the traditionally evil, like, sinister Malevson. It's very over-the-top, very comedic. I think very, that's the uh, best way to go in this. Right, because it matched the tone perfectly. Yeah. It matches the tone. But she just has so much fun with it. I loved it. Every second she's on screen is a delight. I also cannot say this name, but also Kathy Najimy. Kathy Najimy. Najimy is the evil, evil queen, queen. And she's fantastic. And her and Kristen Chenoweth would have a great back and forth. And she's not in the movie nearly enough. I also didn't realize that with Kathy Najimy who's one of the witches in Hocus Pocus. Here's the thing about the evil queen, because we, we talk to Maleficent first and then we meet all the parents. The parents all apparently live together in one apartment, which is kind, yeah, of, which is weird weird and kind of sad if yeah. you think about it. All of them are wearing like updated, as we mentioned, updated villain outfits that are kind of dingier and stuff. The evil queen is 100% cartoon accurate. Yes. She looks exactly I like she did. I consider Maleficent also basically cartoon accurate. Yeah, well, it's just that her leather is a lot more like rigid, like it's a little torn more, like it's meant yeah. to look a little dingier. Also, she's not green. It's just Kristen Chenoweth's face. Yeah. I imagine they somehow got Kristen Chenoweth to agree to be in this film and then she was like they gonna push their I'm luck. not gonna put their, push their luck by painting her green but the evil queen's costume is just what she wore yeah. in the movie and I was, yeah. it looks out of place and also like they they uh, do her makeup and like her hair in that like uh, what is that called like a habit thing that she wears I don't know what that's it looks called. so weird but, but it in, makes it hard to 3D. recognize her it does okay and this is my biggest problem not, probably not my biggest but one of my biggest gripes is Jafar I love Jafar he's one of my favorite Disney villains this guy doesn't care capture the essence of Jafar. Not only he did, but the writing does it. So they they establish and to be perfectly frank, is a little it's a it's little racist. It's a little it's racist. A little it's racist. a little culturally insensitive. He's doing at the very like least. a really over the top accent. Yeah, he's and not. And he's like a thief who's stocking a store. Which it, is not. It, it it's didn't a, feel great, guys. Sh- a shady store owner, yeah. and he's and he's the only and Middle it's like Eastern a family business. I, he I is. didn't love what it was. And doing. also the fact Jay, who's his son, is um not. The, oh, Boo Boo Stewart is not. Is he Middle Eastern? No. Okay, great. He's I I looked it up because I want to know. He's a bunch of stuff different makes together he he did play um a native american person in a movie and people were kind of like huh and he's like my dad is has some native american that's unsubstantiated
differentiated. No one really knows. Um, but he's not. <laughs> we're going to go on a two hour deep dive about it later. We're going to get his ancestry.com. But he's not Middle Eastern. It's not great what they did there. And his thing is the stealing things, which is not Jafar's thing in the fucking. No, that was Aladdin's freaking thing. They, that, <laughs> like, it's what? like they mixed that up. I, I, he's barely in the movie. Again, this is Mal's movie. Also, All the what focus is, is on her. the Cruella DeVille fake dog thing? I can't even get into <laughs> that, sister. What is going on Why there? Why does she have a fake dog on her collar? The whole thing is she hates dogs. Cat, uh, also, by the way, she's not afraid of dogs. Why is that a trait they're giving her? It's a rabid pack animal. She just wants to kill them for coats. They're playing, I think by the end, she was kind of afraid of them. I haven't seen. Well, I've, yeah, because they like chased her down, but like, it's I'd, not like that's was her, that's not why she has a gripe with the dogs and is trying to kill them. It's for fashion. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, audience. Um, you could feel free to roast me on Twitter for this. I haven't watched 101 Dalmatians Patches London Adventure in a long time. <laughs> the sequel to 101 Dalmatians, where they expand. Wouldn't that be 102 the, Dalmatians? No, that's the live action version with, with Glenn Close. Yes, fantastic. Um, but in there's Patches London Adventure. I do not remember if they established her relationship to dogs in that. I just remember there's a, like an art scheme going on. I don't care. But the point is, she's the worst one because, like, well, no, the racist one's the worst one. The racist like, one's the worst one. And I actually do like that they colorblind cast it. I yes. like that she, because Cameron Boyce is mixed race. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense that she would be black. Um, And she's actually, like, her styling, I thought, was pretty cool. But she has a stuffed dog, like, on her lapel that she talks to. Yeah, well, I, I don't think her styling is that cool. It's just, like, black and white and torn up. And yeah, red. whatever. But, yeah, they colorblind cast her and Audrey later on. And I was like, hell yeah, yeah. go for it. Also in this scene, uh, Evil Queen is drinking what looks to be a Shirley Temple out of a wine glass, which I thought was so bizarre. Yeah, um, let's also talk about this, and this this, this is a, just a personal gripe. The fact that she's just Evil Queen is the stupidest thing on the face of the planet. Well, she doesn't have a name. She has many names. <laughs> she, I, the name I've always known her as is Queen Grimhilda, which was the original promotional name for her. That but they, no one would they scaled that. Know that. I know that. I know that, Disney Channel. Um, also, Queen Ingrid has been used sometimes. Either of those would have been great. It also freaks me out that they don't uh, call uh, the Beast Prince Adam, which is what he's generally yeah, kind of referred to. Yeah, they just call him Beast? They, they, they never call him Beast. They, they say Belle married her Beast. That's all they ever say. It pisses me off. There's a couple You know what pisses things. me off is that all of these people named their children, like, basically their own names. I, but the thing, Evie the thing is, though, it, it's a convention. It's the it's like a thing of the whole movie, so I'm okay with it. Also, yeah, let's, we haven't actually broken that down. So we have Mal, who's the main character played by Dove Cameron. Evie, who is the evil queen's daughter. Jay is Jafar's son. Yes, and Carlos is Cruella Deville's son. And, like, Evie's whole thing is horny. Evie's Evie's thing is that her mom placed all of this value on being able, which I also like getting a man is not the evil queen's thing. It it makes sense the part of it that it's like she values looks too much, like Mm -hmm. she's vain. Which the evil queen was. So yes. that makes sense. So that they, she would be f- too focused on her own appearance. And But then it's also like the only reason she can get her worth is through men. Which yes. I didn't, don't really Which understand. is a better message to have. It's to, a good message. Yes, but they don't go all the way with it. That like you need to love yourself mm-hmm. before I know, like, know yourself to love other people. Something like that would work. I really like Evie a lot because she gets the second most development out of anybody. Also, we'll just talk about it here a little bit. I'm going to bring it up multiple times. Because it's just true and I don't know what else to say. Mal and Evie are in love with each other. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not even a bit they like that we're doing. They have the most chemistry. Is, they have the most chemistry. There are multiple times where they're like throwing eyes at each other and giving each other compliments. In the second movie, they literally have a love song. Do not tell me that's not a love song. We'll talk about it someday. It's a love song. 
they are gay for each other, and and it's just that's and that's what the movie I would want. It's yeah, but Emma, it's like it's it makes me angry not because they don't confirm it, but just because like they did it, and I don't know like what, what was the point? Like what was the point if you're not going to give it to us, right? Like Completely. you did it, like you made them gay, but just like come but on, then they're like they're friends. She loves Ben, which is my other real gripe with Ben. Ben, she did. Mal and Evie deserve each other. Ben is in a the, beard, in, an obstacle for that. I do love in this scene though. So it's the villains, all the kids, and they're like, we don't want to go to stupid. Order and they're like, you're gonna go, you're gonna get the wand, you're gonna bring it back. The barbs between Kathy and Jimmy and uh Kristen Chenoweth are so funny. They're doing like weird, like wine mom humor. And yes, like, it's like, it that's a great way to put it. And she's like, I can't find it, like my waistline. And I was like, what is this? I love it. It's I, it's very good, and I wish we got some more of it. Uh, oh yeah, also Maleficent gives Mal her spell book, being like, here, this will help. Um, you need to steal the fairy godmother's magic wand and bring it to me, Maleficent, Kristen Chenoweth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I can use it to, you know, free us all from this island and we can take over Ordon. Villains are going to rule again. Steal- what is the green eye thing? I do, They I, do not explain They do not it. explain it. I think, I guess magical arguments are settled through staring contests. Where That's, your eyes glow green. And then if you look away, you you do what the other person says. There's also a crazy know. direction here where they, they like agree they're going to go. There's this crazy direction where they're like, the car is here. Like, it's ready to this, take you guys. This right? has happened <laughs> in like five, five minutes. Five minutes. I love ben it. Ben said it and that. it happened. Jump right in. I don't want to see the bureaucratic nonsense of how it came to be. They're like, oh, the car is here or whatever. Christian Channel with Usher's Mount out onto a balcony to stare at Ordon for one second and goes like, this could all be ours. And then she walks back inside and is like, come on, Mel, what are you doing? And I was like, why have her go on that balcony in the first place? It was so infuriating to me. That's sorry, that's really nitpicky. But it no, was, no, I get you. I was like, you didn't even have a scene out there between the two of them. Why would they even walk out there? Yeah, so the main reason we're seeing this, and there, it's the, we see it a couple other times, is to establish that, like, well, not just establish this because they don't explicitly show it. The parents don't really care about their kids that much. They just want them to do things that make them more powerful. And the kids are also kind of afraid of their parents. Carlos, especially his mom is like kind of abusing him straight up, Mm. like using him for manual labor and stuff like that. But yeah, they agree to go. And there's like this big fancy limo outside. They all get in it. They cross the magical bridge into Oridon. It's big. Why does candy not exist in Isle of the Lost? I just don't think there's a lot of food. I think they're essentially starving these people. (laughs) These kids, that's like a, a major through line of this movie is that like, Mal's like, I've never tried a strawberry before. I've never eaten a jelly doing like, like they have not tried, but I think they're just getting served gruel 24 seven because they have never tried any good food. Yeah, well, they, we see Ursula runs a restaurant in Descendants too, And I think it's like, you know, gross villain food where it's like that kind of gruel thing. But yeah, I, I think that's kind of what they're setting up. But yeah, so they just start going at all this free candy that's in this limo. They see that there's like a basically a garage door opener that opens the magic bridge and like, oh, we got to steal one of those later. And they arrive at the school very quickly. So the headmaster of the school is the fairy godmother, which I was like, I was like, fine, whatever. Then we find out that the fairy godmother has a daughter, which who goes to the school, goes to the school, which was confusing to me because like she's a fairy, number one. Which, I mean, fairies can have kids, I guess, but her daughter is ostensibly human. Yeah. Number two, she was kind of like an old lady in the, the original But that's movie. the other thing that's, like, that's kind of infuriating to you about that is, like, that's your own canon, Disney. Like, it, yeah. she was, like, a gray-haired woman. Like, why? I, I just don't get it. It's not that big of a deal, but I was it's just confusing. Um, But they they're, they're, there's, like, a band there and everything. They're making a whole to-do. Ben comes out with Audrey, who's his girlfriend, who is... And here's, here, here's also, like I said, it's stupid, but it's a convention of this movie and the story, so I didn't hate it, is... 
Whenever a character is introduced in this film, they say their parents. They say, "Hi, this is my name. I'm this, this person's, person's child." They like, do like, it every time someone. So it's like, "I'm Audrey. My parents is Princess Aurora. You know, Sleeping Beauty. Ha 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 And Audrey's supposed to suck. She's very vain and mean to the villain kids for no reason. Cookie cutter of Disney. She's like ladder climbing by yeah. dating the prince. Um, all they're all princes and princesses. Well, he's Christine, the king. He's of the, the only one that can rule. Apparently, they're for all for some reason. Yeah. Also, Evie comes out and she's like, "I'm also a princess. You know, daughter of the okay, evil queen." Queen. And then she's just like. We don't recognize we don't, that. We don't recognize that authority. You have no regal power here. And I was like, what I'm is- like, does anyone besides Ben though? Do you fucking you? And this 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 bit here is kind of what I'm talking about, where I really, really like um Oh god. The I just I not you, not you, sorry, I read I just in my notes. literally love I love Dove Cameron. I think she's so good. She's great in this movie, in by this, the way. They're all fantastic. the kids are great. She's so good in like in this scene when she's talking to them, it's like this shit should be so cheesy, but she elevates it in a really funny way. Like she her snark and like her little like looks, and then when she talks about um I didn't like this first scene of her and him flirting back and forth. It gets better as it goes I, on. But I do like I do really like it. Uh, he got better when the second she came onto screen and they were having like like trade barbs there was this little thing about yeah um, yeah you know does your mom like not let him or something about does he shed talking about her his yeah because the, the statue turns from a man yeah to a beast and Mal's like does, does he shed and he goes oh yeah my mom won't let him on the couch and she kind of like looks like is surprised that he and he, like, he made, made a joke, joke. Yeah. he like, made a joke or was making fun of himself and I just want to say really quickly before I you know completely lose everyone I love in movies especially kids movies like this when an attraction is based on humor it's not just like so many Disney or just chemistry yeah just like chemistry like getting along with someone but like it's part of the same coin like yeah, you know, just... enjoying someone's jokes and someone getting like your funniness like so many of these Disney movies kind of infuriate me especially female led ones <laughs> where like the love interest is just like this random bland man usually with frosted tips that like they don't really have any interaction with besides like being awkward like Lizzie McGuire trips in front of Ethan Kraft like I liked this from the beginning where it's like you can see oh she is surprised by the fact that he's funny and he kind of likes her like don't call out Cameron Wiss's frosted tips in this movie <laughs> I was more referring to like any lead from no, basically know. 1999 to 2004 here's what I'm gonna say so Ben and Audrey like we'll show you around it's great Audrey immediately is like I don't want to do that I don't want to interact with these villain kids and she's like we're gonna throw you to Doug Disney Channel you can't do this to me Disney Channel, you can't do this to me. Doug is Dopey's son, as in of the seven dwarves. I don't need to know that Dopey had sex. I don't, I don't need to know so this. Right. I don't need to know this. Who is fucking Dopey? And why is Doug normal size? And why is he a human? What? <laughs> what? I like it's like a Goofy and Max situation. I don't need to know that Goofy had sex. Yeah, like you're right. you can't do you're this right. to me, guys. Come on. And it's like that only opens up more questions that the movie doesn't answer. He also Speaking of, with he, who? He, I, I'm, a, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Also, he, he ostensibly is has forgotten the names of all. Of them. He was trying to like name the seven dwarves. He forgot one of them. He forgot one of them. And Carlos comes in and finishes. It's like those are your uncles, man. Like what is going on? So yeah, they they go to their dorm rooms and they're like really really nice and like the best things I've ever seen because they've essentially been living uh, in poverty in that like four families in one room apparently. Yes. And, like, they, you know, close all the but curtains Mal and stuff. But Mal doesn't like it because it's too bright and airy and, like, pink. And so she closes the curtains and makes it just, like, better. It's darker. Right. And literally, they, it's day one. They're in their dorm rooms. And they're like, okay, 
time to start stealing this magic wand. They find out it's at a nearby museum. Also, sorry, quick call out to the hardcore Disney fans. The boys are playing a video game and anyone who watched Disney XD when it was coming out knows that that is clips from Aaron Stone, one of my favorite Disney XD original programs when it was coming out. It was not good, but I loved it. Yeah, but um, what was that video game where they had nunchucks in their hands? Uh, that was just nonsense. They were having to, that was pre-rendered stuff from a TV show about a guy who the video game was real and he needs to become a secret agent. It was, I liked it. Anyway, they were like, okay, this wand is at a museum. Let's go steal it. They say it's two miles away. Yeah. And then they run right there. there. They did a two mile run head to toe in leather. Leather. Plus, head I'm to they have to be sweating. There's one security There's guard. There's ostensibly one security guard. Whole- who's like 85 years old. <laughs> And this is basically like the Royal Culture Museum. So there's like Maleficent spinning wheel is there. And Mal does a spell. I'm just going to kind of breeze through yeah. this guy because it's not that interesting. She does a spell. I also remember this happening way later in the movie. No, it's I didn't realize it's the first it's night. It's the second scene. But I, she does a spell. So he goes over and pricks his finger and falls asleep. She then opens the door. Oh, yeah. Also, Evie, for the record, just because it does come up. Evie found it because she was given the, a shard of the magic mirror by her mom that lets her find things. Yeah, she has a little pocket magic mirror. Mm. Which is a good idea. Yeah. Also, this was the other point. Like the, in this pre-planning stage, I was like, "What purpose do the boys serve? Like, what are the boys bringing to the table of this operation? Because it's literally nothing." Mm-hmm. Is Carlos supposed to know tech? No. That's that is no, but like the computer, he's the one that like f- finds. And he's like, "Oh, it's located here." And then in this heist thing, he says something about like a circuit board, and I was like, "Is that part of his character?" He's just a guy. <laughs> he's just just like his mom was just a woman. He does that. <laughs> like Jafar, at least was a sorcerer. Not that Jay ever uses magic. No, he doesn't. Yeah. Like, but this isn't even an element. He's just a dude. Like, he's so out of place. But also, Jay and him have nothing, are bringing nothing to the table. I will, no, Jay is at least strongly. He tries to break down the door. Yeah, Like, yeah. that's the, the best he's got. Carlos is just along for the ride. I guess Carlos is fast. That was his, like, attribute. I, I don't know. But yeah, they break in and they figure out where the wand is, but... They have to pass through the Hall of Villainy, and there's wax statues of all their parents in, like, their Them prime. Them having to stare down lifelike replicas of their parents this is a wee bit heavy-handed. It's a little much, and, like, it's, and it's them, but it's not just their parents. Their parents, like, in their prime, and, like, their full villain garb, and, like, and all that stuff, and it's supposed to be, yeah, very scary, and it's like, oh, man, our parents are gonna murder us if we don't do this, and then they take off, and freaking Mal just hangs back to look to at- To sing to the To statue. look at them. Yeah, and she already, she starts singing the song, a song, and it starts off hang on i wrote it down where it's like i don't know what to do can i be my own that's person that's my problem with these songs too the lyrics sometimes are just a little bit too on, on the, nose. the nose on the nose but also but that's not even the fact they're on their nose if you want to put that song in later in the movie fine she she's already there's no conflict there's no conflict she's all of a sudden is like can i be my own person with you when you're my mom and i was like was that a thing you were you worried were, about you're running this operation to get yes the you're literally following your mom's and then, okay, time for Lucas's theory corner. Put on your tinfoil hats, everybody. I genuinely think this next number was just added in when they got they had to, yep, when they, when I, they got I completely <laughs> agree. They were like, "There's no, we cannot do this and not give her a song." They can't, and we're but we, and they were like, "We've already got the script finished. Where can we put where a can song? we put it in?" Because like, okay, like, they're separated they, from most of the movie. Well, yeah. What if we like the part where they see the statues? The statue comes to life, and she does a vaudeville song and dance number because that's what happens, audience. And as Emma said, it's kind of good. good. It's kind of good. Um, I mean, it's totally out of nowhere. Don't it's, you wanna be? Here? 
went, in. And, it's, and it's totally out of nowhere. It has no consequence on the plot, but it kind of slaps. Like I kind of loved it's it. Kinda, and there, there's a part where they like hold onto the staff and they're doing like kicks and like a little kick line. Yes. And I kind of love it. And I like seeing, they also were like, okay, we got Dove, who's great. And we have Trisha Chenoweth. They have, they have to do a number together. We, we should probably also explain by there. Trisha Chenoweth is an incredible Broadway actress. Yes. She's, she it, originated the role of Galinda in Wicked yes. on Broadway. She's an incredibly talented. April, um, she was played April in Glee for that whole not nightmare of an arc and a million other things. She's incredibly talented. The fact that she's in this is honestly a miracle. But yeah, that number happens. It's pretty cool. And whatever. they find the wand and it's protected by a force field. Yeah, when everything else, by the way, is literally just out, out of the, the open. open. Wand is protected by a force field and then just like to get it, Jay reaches out and is Gets zapped. zapped and then an alarm sounds. And they're like, fuck, time to run. Yeah, so the alarm, I was like, oh man, I bet like all the other security guards are going to show up. No, it's still just that, that one, one old man. And he runs to go chat where they were and they managed to escape. And yeah, like Emma said, Carlos manages to like turn the alarm off and like answer the phone call and be like, no, it was a false alarm. We're fine. How's the missus? Yeah, how's the missus? We're all fine here. We're good. How, how are you? Literally. Um, and they walk out of the museum and then Mal is just like, well, great. We blew that. Now we actually have to go to school tomorrow. So they literally thought they were just going to roll up and knock this amazing, yeah. this theft of the world's most powerful magic item. They're going to knock that out day one is what it seemed like. Yeah. And not even go to a class. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we cut to school the next day. Mal sets her sights on Jane, who is the fairy godmother's daughter, as we mentioned, which why is her name Jane? That is not any play on anything. Nope. That's just also I feel like would be oh no, wait. Oh well, depends. I was gonna say, I assume uh Wendy from Peter Pan is probably here somewhere, because every Disney movie is, and she canonically has a daughter named Jane, so that's just confusing. That's getting there. really messed up. That's getting up. really messed up. Basically she's trying to like butter up Jane and because mm-hmm. she wants to get close to get the well, wand. Well I wouldn't say butter up, I would say manipulate. Yeah, she's trying to fully manipulate her so that she asks for the wand and then Mal could like get it out and get closer to her. Because Jane Okay, I have a few things to talk about. Yeah, this number is not one, great. Number also. one, number one. I do like the convention of this movie that they're villains, kids, because like for the first time in forever, the main for character the first is actually funny and interesting. Like, oh, like yeah, watching her do this is like very interesting. She has a very defined personality. They're not just like a bland, boring protagonist that you know. It's like watching paint dry. She's really interesting. If Ben was the protagonist, I would kill myself. Yes, literally. Also, okay. Also, though. Also. Also, this whole thing with Jane, this arc makes literally zero sense because Jane is supposed to be insecure and boys don't like her and she doesn't think she's pretty. Nobody likes her. Nobody likes her. And she wants to be, you know, cool and hot, which like, don't we all? And so Mel's trying to convince her to steal her mom's wand to make herself cool and hot with magic because her mom went to it for her. And my thing here, why are we pretending like that actress is ugly? They could have uglied her up a little bit because that okay, girl is beautiful. Yeah, she's obviously... She's well, stunning. Okay, that's not the direction I was going to go, which is just we don't need to have this, like, take a pot shots at women being like, your whole face is messed up. And yeah. it's like, come on. Well, no, they don't do need to do that. But I, I, you know what? I'm not a perfect feminist. I like a makeover scene, you know, like the next girl. Yeah, like, okay. You know, when yeah, it's like yeah. when you have somebody in, like, bad clothes and, like, things that just don't flatter them 
them and then like a bad haircut and maybe their makeup's not good. Like that would be a cool if, if she yeah, looked if you, bad. If you put in the effort to make her look bad instead of just making her look normal and be like you're ugly. I mean, that's that's, that's, bad. that's why worse. I think it's damaging because yeah. she has like these beautiful eyes. It's like so she pretty. She's a really cute costume. Really cute costume and, and Nell's like this is a fucking wreck and I'm yes. like what's going on? She's like your hair hides your other features and I'm like what do you mean her fine her face? Her beautiful face? Yeah. yeah that's that whole scene and like so Mal casts a spell to make her hair like curly and flippy. There's probably a term for that hairstyle. I don't know. Luke <laughs> nailed it. Luke, just don't even worry about that. It was like a short bob before, guys, and now it's like long. And it also curled. looked fine before. Yeah, I would yeah. say it was working. It, it was fine. It was fine. But also, what I thought you were gonna bring up is the fact that she's like, why doesn't your mom just use her magic wand to make you look beautiful? That's not what she did to Cinderella. She just gave Cinderella some Better tight clothes. threads. She gave yeah. her some tight threads, which is basically what Mal does. So whatever. She's like, yeah, if I can convince my mom to take the wand out of storage, you'll be first invited to see it so i like she's like cool great pulling that off so this is the dumbest thing in in the movie i mean i say dumbest but i i, I shouldn't complain because it gives jay character development oh the sport the sport the events? sport yeah which is called tourney tourney um which they then drop for i a, forgot this movie invented a sport i, I did too there was also they also d- ditch it for another sport in the next movie i think which is like fencing i don't remember but it's like lacrosse but people shoot things at you if in the middle of the field yeah, there's cannons going and the off. Ball, There's legit cannons. The ball is entirely CGI. Yes! It's, <laughs> it's, I literally was watching this this morning and I was like, am I really hungover or is that ball just completely CGI? They literally just had these kids out here running around with sticks and like, we'll put the I ball I mean, Jay's just flipping down the field. He's just doing roundhouse kicks he, down the field. Yeah, he's like charging down the field, shoving her. So yeah, they. it's the same kind of thing as like in Halloween Town High where it's like... The Halloween Town creature was good at football. It's that thing where they're like, all right, Jay, we're going to try you out in turning. And then he's like, got all, you amazing. Know, this, all the, he's amazing. He's got all this, you know, muscle and like pent up anger and whatever blows right through the field. And the coach is like, I want you on the team. Carlos also tries. He's not very good because he's tiny. He's a small boy. He's really small. He's he looks not so much smaller than the other boy. He's an acrobatic boy. So the coach is like, yo, Jay gotta be on the team and he's like I don't know anything about teams because there's no such thing as teamwork on the island of the lost and he that actually they hit you over the head with that so hard that's actually what his dad says to him right before he leaves he goes there may remember there's no there's no team and I team yes, and that's I. It. I forgot but that's good I'm like, that's that was good pickup I didn't notice that and then Jay's like hey what about my buddy Carlos and he goes you're he was terrible and Carlos is like yeah I really don't want to do this and uh Ben who's really trying to make this work comes over and is like I'll work with him coach he yeah. just play him and he's like all right, fine. You're literally going to be in charge of me tomorrow. So that that's fine. Also, is this where the dog runs out? No. And they, he goes, the campus mutt. Yeah, no, and I was like, oh, yeah. yeah something you know, every school has. No, okay, yes. So this this scene happens, but then we do get a training scene between Ben and Carlos and like he has him running like sprints and then a dog just charges out of the wood and Jen chases him up a tree and he's like oh it's a rabid vicious pack animal because as we established Quelldeville in this is for some reason afraid of dogs, yeah, dogs. and imparted that to Carlos and yes Ben the king of this entire nation is like yes the campus mutt dude dude you know that thing every prep school, school has, has the, camp- the stray dog that just wanders <laughs> willy nilly around under the sports fields. And then so he like picks the dog up. He's like, no, it's chill. But, uh, Carlos, check it out. And Carlos is like, it doesn't seem bad. And starts petting him and he goes, all right, I'm gonna leave you two alone. You get to know each other. And, and guys, he abandons him in the woods. He abandons him in the woods. But guys, that's Carlos's entire that's arc. It, in if this. he likes this dog. And I will say, I hate that they sideline Cameron voice like this, but I did love 
the end of the arc when the dog is next to him in bed wearing a sweatshirt that yes. matches his. That's the best part of the Very movie. Very good. Very good. That's... So then we cut to... Um, chemistry class, like they would teach at a fairy tale. High I school. also lo- fucking love this Evie character. I she's don't awesome. know what she's doing. She's doing this crazy baby voice where she's like, ah, Yeah, I'm a princess, and it's, I can sew, and it's fucking cool, fucking do, working. Do you know why, Emma? Because I don't know if you picked up on this, but cinematic parallels, she's doing a Demi Lovato. She's, she is the same. <laughs> <laughs> she's doing a Demi Lovato. She's putting her teeth very forward. Yes, her smile is a Demi... I go, Luke, that is literally the note after this. She has a Demi Lovato smile. You can see every single one of her teeth. She's the Demi Lovato of our of a new generation. It is... Wow, Luke, glad you're on the same page with that. That is exactly what she's doing. So she's in chemistry class, and she's oogling at Chad, and Cinderella and Prince Charming's kid, and he's supposed to be, you know, hot and, and like, dumb. I can't tell if this guy was, like, also pushing his teeth very far forward to be like, huh... Or like, that's just how he looked, but it seemed like a choice he was making. Evie gets called up to do a problem because she was too busy oogling at Chad to know the answer, and she uses the magic mirror to find the answer. Chad is so impressed. He like is like, meet me behind the bleachers at like 3 p.m. Keep in mind, she's also next to oh, yeah. Dobie. Doug. 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 In this class, and Doug's kind of like- Doug is hot for her. Yeah, Doug is hot for her, but she's hot for Prince Charming's kid. Right. And he's like, he's kind of, there's nothing going on upstairs. Like, he's not that great. Doug's kind of trying to get her off of right. Chad. I don't think we necessarily hit it that hard on the head. Her, like, whole goal is to find a prince to marry mm-hmm. so then she can, like, you know, sink her claws into him or whatever. And they actually used the term gold digger at one point, yeah, which I was surprised by. Calls, Chad calls her a gold, gold digger. Gold digger, yes. It was impressive. It was present for this film. So, yeah, they go and meet on the bleachers and they have, like, like almost... You think they're going to kiss. Yeah, they have, like, almost kisses. And Chad is like, well, I'm just too busy. I have so much homework and turning. And Maybe do... if you did my homework. Yeah, do my so homework. You, you, we all now, as the audience, realize he's using her. He yes. doesn't actually like her, but he saw her solve the problem in class and he's going to use her to do his homework. Yeah, and then so we cut into their dorm room and she's like, oh, no, I forgot to do Chad's homework. She starts doing it with the magic mirror because she explains to him how the magic mirror works, that it can find wherever you want. And so she's doing it with the magic mirror and uh, Mal and Evie are talking about boys. And she's like, boyfriends are pointless. Yes, because we all know they want to spend their time looking into girlfriends because they are in love with each other. I, I'm, I'm going to just point out, I want you to read what I just have written multiple times. Gay. Gay. <laughs> I just, gay. I literally just wrote the word gay every time something gay between Mal and Evie happened. Oh, this is the first are- one. I am with you. But so who saunters into the room? The daughter of Mulan. No, Emma. Hi, I'm Lonnie. Mulan's my mom, which because that's how you can only introduce yourself in these movies. Who I actually really like this character. Yeah, she's, I like her she's, too. She's, she, there's something about her. She's like chipper. She's like a straight shooter. Like she's cool. Um, Her name's Lonnie, which is a good mutation yeah. instead of just starting with an M. I like that. Lonnie comes in and is like, hey. Saw I you saw did. the hot hairdo you did on Jane. Yes, do me up, queen. And she's like, why would I even care about you enough to spend the time. She goes, I'll pay you $50 because apparently money matters. But also the money is like a satchel of gold. Well, it's fairy tale. Yeah, I mean, it's just a loose bag of gold (laughs) coins. I don't know if these people have a concept of money. There could be like literally hundreds of dollars worth of money in there. She was just like, $50? I don't know. I'm a princess, I guess. Even though Mulan was not a princess. Not the point. But she does it for her because they need money again, I guess. And she's like, I look rad. And then she walks over to a mirror and tears her skirt and is like, now I'm cool. And then Jane comes in and does the same thing. It, That's a thing that happens. Basically, it's to illustrate that they're starting trends at this school. They they are These villain kids are considered cool. And, and also, now- when, when, sorry, 
And also, when I say rip their skirts, I don't mean they like rip, like rip the whole thing off. They just do like they a do tip. a little tiny tear, and like then a little they, slit, and then you pan out. You can't even see no. it. It's nothing. And then yeah, we see that she's like we cut to the next day, and she's done like every girl's hair at school, and so she's more popular now. And uh, and Audrey, uh, Ben's girlfriend, in. Uh, some beauty's daughter is kind of mad because she's like, well, well, not everyone can have good hair. Like then, I'm like, what? What? It's gonna make me special. Like mm-hmm. Mal's, like she, the villain kid stuff. Also, this was my like my favorite Mal outfit. She has little like bat wing sleeves. Like it's so yeah. good. So also, it's implied by the way Evie is making all these outfits every she day. So she can sew, but she's like recreating the outfits every single day for them. I think for everyone, for every, for all four of them, they don't have clothes. It's the boys in, do nothing. They don't know they, which is one of my issues with this movie. And they, to their credit, they fix it in the sequel a little okay. bit. They make a more cohesive unit in the sequel and I think that's what this movie really needs it's probably why I like it more and essentially it comes out that they're all they all get to go to the coronation yes. of Ben which is in like a week or two and the wand is going to be used in that coronation so exactly. this is going to be their moment to strike so they don't have to break into the museum they can just snatch it and they're good to go so then they're back in their dorm room figuring out like oh this is it if we use the coronation as a plan and then Ben comes a knock and he's like hey just wanted to see if you needed anything like what's going on and she's like no we're good oh wait we all get to go, go to your coronation right and he goes yeah yeah you all get to come the whole school's coming and she's like well can we be up like really close see the action he's like no it's only just, my parents and my girlfriend just my parents and my girlfriend friend. and she's like oh okay and then just slams the door in his face and he's still standing there and she just goes I think oh by the way Audrey calls him Benny Boo uh, I think it's I, the time Benny Boo got a new girlfriend which he's ostensibly a foot away from yeah, her. he yeah. definitely heard her through that door through that door but so she's gonna make a love potion she's gonna make a love potion because that's in the spell book i guess but it's not like a drink potion they bake it into a cookie um so we see them in a kitchen like baking and like it's weird to say this this is kind of the saddest scene in the whole movie okay yeah but it it is really sad but then at the same time so what happens as they're making this cookie mulan's daughter comes in lonnie lonnie comes in and it's like oh you know what it needs she actually she tries some of the batter they're like no 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 no. but it wasn't finished yet because they needed one human tear like Mm -hmm. an emotional tear of human sadness tear of human sadness when she takes the batter it doesn't do anything because that tear hasn't been added i guess Mm -hmm. and they're like oh do you feel anything but they're trying to gauge if she does feel weird at all and she's like no i think it just needs chips and they're like what she's like chocolate chips like you need to just add chocolate chocolate chips chips, the most important food group (laughs) and then she's literally like what your mom never like made you uh chocolate chip cookies when you were sad like when you know you've had a bad day and you come home and there's just like those warm cookies and I'm like read the fucking room Moo Moo <laughs> no no they fucking didn't it's... like her mom's literally an evil sorcerer what do you think is going on over there not true number one number two did Mulan make you cookies a lot yeah, that I... doesn't feel in like, character for no, her no not at all I feel like Mulan would have been like hey I gotta go kick a lot of ass bye also but also like it's literally like walking up to a poor person and being like you've never been on a private jet before <laughs> what the fuck it's like yeah their parents are evil that's the point of this whole movie Lonnie well, I like Lonnie but she did not read that room properly um but she and then she, then there's a really fucking heavy handed line where she goes I guess I just figured even villains loved their kids and so it's like basically looking at these people which is she's not wrong but saying I it sucks your mom doesn't love you mm-hmm. so then she like weeps one tear for them because she's a good person Mal wipes it from her face and I was expecting her to be like okay thanks Lonnie like we'll be fine and then she was gonna walk out of the room and then she was gonna put it in the thing she just whips it, whips it right on the batter and then it's like all right Lonnie bye and then she's Lonnie's just like what is going all right whatever then it's it's tourney time uh about but before the tourney she meets up with Ben and she has the chocolate chip cookie that she made she goes Ben made you this cookie good luck at the game and he's like oh I don't really eat before games and she goes oh I get it you don't want to take 
candy from a villain kid, essentially. I think they have a great chemistry in this scene. He bites the cookie in her face. It's like kind of like a cute little flirty. Like, it's he, pretty like, good. Yeah, I really liked them in this scene. But you know has you know has more chemistry with Mal? It's Evie is the answer. Okay. It's, it's, it's they have the best chemistry. I know. I, I'm, I am aware. <laughs> I'm just saying I liked this specific scene between them. I, yeah, I'm just but I'm saying like you're talking about a hamburger when you could have flavor oh, yeah. which is the, the gayness of Mal and Evie. But so he plays right into the cookie and he immediately starts to like be like, I, you look so beautiful in that light. I want to sing your name. Yes, I want to sing your name. And so then we cut to Turney. I got to talk about this Turney game. Do we have to? Because I don't really feel the need to no, talk about it. No, me either. But I have to talk about one very important thing that happens in this game. Well, yeah. can I talk about Someone my... Someone say it's in the sidelines of this game. Can I talk about the fact that Carlos's number is 101, which is an amazing detail. I did detail. not fucking an, see that. An amazing detail. I quit. That's it's an amazing detail. Although it made me mad because Jay should be like three for three wishes. Yes. Or 1001 for Arabian Nights. Oh. One of those would have been great. The Cave of Thousand Wonders. No, it's just the Cave of Wonders. Oh, right. <laughs> I just made that up. Anyway, but... Uh, <laughs> Guys, don't hire me right now. But I saw that Carlos was, was 101 and I was like, all right, we did. Folks, we're here. Anyway, Remember, sorry. Pack it up. Well, sorry, what were you um, saying? This was the best part of the movie. The fact that on the sideline at the tourney game, the mascot of this oh, is the knight. No, is a person is two people <laughs> in a horse suit. You know, like the way that you only ever see in cartoons. I'm not talking about a normal mascot suit, not like a Mickey Mouse. Like no, 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 no. Not a hatching a feet. Not like not like again. Not like a hatching feet. It is straight up one of those horse costumes where one person is the front and one person is the ass. It looks so shitty. <laughs> I well, could only watch that horse tromping along the sidelines. I don't even know what happened in the turning game. And then, guys, I was like, God, that is so crazy. They made people get in that suit and do that. You know what they do after? Ben rides the horse. <laughs> He's riding on the skids back. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks so uncomfortable. Everyone's I, I don't know if I've ever seen Emma laugh this hard. I'm not going to lie. It's just, just her thinking about this. She's literally like nonverbal laughing. I'm crying. It's so funny. And I was just like, oh, what a weird thing happening on the sidelines. There's no way that's going to come into play any further. And then Ben literally rides it <laughs> in victory. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, speaking of victory, I probably did notice that because the tourney thing is so boring. Because it's literally just people running back and forth as they CGI a ball between them. And, and guess what, guys? They win. They win. Uh, Carlos and Carlos and Jay help each other out and help Ben. Did you notice how score. on the nose the instructor's recap was? Ben scored. Ben won the whole game, everybody. Ben did it. Ben's the best. What an incredibly unselfish move from yeah. Jay. And he was assisted by Carlos, that new guy. Like, it was actually like sports commentating for the blind. <laughs> Like, it was like, if you had not seen any of it, this guy is telling you what happened. <laughs> and so they win. Ben scores the winning goal, of course. Um, if you didn't miss that, the guy will repeat it six times. But then <laughs> he is still under the effects of the love potion, so he grabs the mic and makes everyone in the stands go, Give me an M! Give me an A! Give me an L! 
Mel. And that's ostensibly how he breaks up with his girlfriend. Yeah, he like he just flat out says, hey, Mel, I'm in love with you. And guess what? I'm about to sing a whole song about it. And he does. Um, not a great song. It's fine. I love this song. You do? I love this song. Yeah, I, I think it's my second favorite after Rotten does the I chord. thought it was okay. The song itself is okay. This choreography, I love. Well, yeah, just because it's the only other good big group number. There's one at the end, which is nothing. It's so I boring, don't like but... the one at the end. This, I just really like, I don't know what it is about this specific choreography. I love it when boys dance. <laughs> I like it when it's the way you said that was like it was so outlandish. I love to watch boys. No, I dance. just find it. I find it very endearing when men are good dancers, and this is like an all male choreo. It is piece. mostly a male. It's all male. The cheerleaders get involved, and it bit, really but. gives. But they're kind of in the back. It actually really gives the people that are carrying it is Ben, who I didn't think was going to be able to dance, and actually is really good. He is good, and Jay and Carlos are right front and center, kind of doing this like really intricate dance where they're like spelling things with their arms and it's all like in waves like it was it's just really really cool choreography so I think that's why I liked this song I, I read that they apparently Kenny Ortega or whoever saw like 600 dudes trying to find the guy to play Ben well I mean it's hard to find a white guy that bland who can <laughs> they still like needed a right amount of blandness yeah they had to be able to be bland and dance there's um, a lot of like hip motions in it. like they're doing a lot of like Elvis Presley hip hip yeah, also, yeah, also keep in mind they're in like full like not football gear but it's like small shoulder pads like lacrosse Oscar, I guess. Yeah. But and after he did this one move where he like his like his like legs were out and he like came back together, Ben, I wrote down, okay, I'm done a complete 180. I now believe him to be the actor and performer of our generation. No, this dance really no, won me no. over. This dance really won me over. It's definitely how he booked this role because he's really good at look, it. Look, yeah, look, I, I I know I've came into this episode saying that I didn't like Ben. He, it's not that I hate him. It's not like he's bad. I think, like I ben said, the, the guy's doing a fine job. I just think he's written very boringly. And really, it's just a sin of attrition because he is the obstacle standing between Mal and Evie, the true love story of our Someone generation. Some would say the Disney Corporation is the obstacle, though. I would say that. But I also think the Disney Corporation created this man genetically in a lab. In a oh, way. completely. Kenny he, Ortega. <laughs> had, had, had he looks tested. literally like if he brought Kristoff to life and slimmed him down a little bit. And then he, made him do a little dance. And then made him do a little dance. That's basically what he looks like. Anyway, he does his dance. Oh, yeah. Also, when he gets on the mic, it's like, Mal, super in love with you. Big fan. Audrey runs away. And I was like, man, that really does suck for Audrey that they just completely ruined her relationship. And then she, at the end of the song, comes back like, Chad's my boyfriend now. We're good, everybody. No issues here. I was like, all right, fine, whatever. Then he, like, asks, he asks Mel to go to the coronation with him at the very end of this number. Yes. Which is basically, which was her goal. So we're, we're on track. But what happens after is he then asks her to go on a date. Correct. There's Well, there's also a scene first of now that Chad and Audrey are a thing, Evie goes to that science class and tries to use her magic mirror to cheat. And the teacher somehow has it and is like, no cheating on this test. Thank you for telling me, Chad. Chad, for some reason, decides he hates Evie now. Why did he snitch? He, she was doing her homework. Dude. Yeah. And he didn't like, it's not like they had a falling out. No. Like she was like, you're dating her now. That Rah. was so weird. It was came out of nowhere. Totally out of nowhere from Chad. Chad is kind of the garbage man in general. He sucks. He sucks, but like he's supposed to. So whatever. And then freaking dopey ass Doug stands up and is like, well, she didn't have the mirror. So obviously she wasn't cheating. Don't know what that logic is. Dopey. Yeah, there we go. Doug uh, and the teacher. Also, why is Doug smart if he's dopey's son? I, he's I don't, so smart. Is he, is he that smart? I don't know. Do we never see him like 
do well. And he's supposed to be a nerd. He, he is talks a nerd. about it all the time. He's in band, but I, I don't see I him mean, be that smart, I don't think. But like I'm saying I think from the way that he positions himself where he kind of is like shitting on Chad for not having a lot going on upstairs in terms of like brain. Oh, he also, by the way, we did skip when they were in the bleachers, he was st- he stalked Evie there. He, oh, yeah, he was, she, she literally goes, Are you stalking me? And he goes, Technically, yes, which bad luck, Doug. But it is a cute moment in this in this chemistry scene where Doug like stands up for her and is like Yeah, and the teacher for some reason he says backs right the fuck Well down. no, he says I'm gonna push for your expulsion for cheating. And she he goes like she wasn't cheating because she knew she'd have the mirror. And then he the teacher being like, Alright, well if you can pass this test, uh, I won't expel you. And then she does, and she runs to Doug in the courtyard being like, I gotta be plus, like, is this what it's like to feel smart? Like, it feels cool. He asks her out or something, and then she's like, yeah, maybe we can talk about science sometime or something. And I, like, you know what? Fair is fair. Screw Doug, because Doug, yeah. Doug is also an obstacle yeah. in the way of Mally, just like Ben is. And I need to be fair is fair. So screw that guy. Um, also, the whole stalking thing was bad. That's when Mal comes up and is like, Hey, Evie, guess what? I gotta go on a date with Ben. I don't know anything about this. I need you to do my makeup. And they have a, Emma, what's the word written there? Gay. <laughs> they have a very gay scene where she's doing her makeup, being like, I like. Always brush uh, up. Always brush. She's like, you look, makes you look so beautiful. Okay, but this also drove me bananas, bananas cream pie. Doug Cameron is so beautiful. Like, it's actually hard to look directly at, but it actually kind of works in the concept of this movie because, like, you get it. You get why he would be intrigued by her, even even though she's a villain kid, because she's fucking hot. <laughs> she's so beautiful. It's like, okay, that makes sense that, he, you know, whatever, whatever. They then do a makeover on Dove Cameron, which is nothing they put <laughs> she looks exactly the same they put a dab of blush on her cheeks and then they go she's in front of the mirror and goes i look and so you guys and girls not hideous and i'm like are we to believe she looked hideous before what is going on she looks exactly the same she did in every other scene by the way the reason this is gay is because during that night she's in the mirror evie's literally like nuzzling her neck like not that like is- like whispering it's so gay uh Ben comes and knocks on the door and he's holding two scooter helmets and is like, wow, like I truly know what like, I don't know, beauty is, uh, whatever. Didn't know what beauty was until this moment sure. or something. Shut up, And I'm ben. like, you look exactly the same you saw her yesterday. Shut up, Ben. And uh, he's like, I hope you like bikes. Scooters. No, he says bikes for some yeah, reason. Yeah, and then and that was they're on, they're on a they're scooter. They're on a scooter. Um, we're going to need to take a quick break before they cover the, we cover this date, because there's a lot to unpack with it. And This uh, bachelor date in the middle of the woods? That's literally bachelor, what it is. It's a bachelor date. I'm like, what producer set that up? We'll talk about it in a second. Get Ron to the core with the soundtrack real quick, and we'll come right back. Welcome back, my wicked ones. So Ben and Mal go on a date in this forest. They're on a bridge talking about each other. He asks what her middle name is, and it's Bertha, Bertha. because her mom loves to be evil. And this is, again, not to get too bogged down in deep-cut Disney stuff. He says his middle name is Florian, which is the name that is sometimes given to Prince Charming, because there's kind of like two Prince Charmings. One is Snow Snow White's and one is Cinderella. Right. And so sometimes one of them is called Prince Florian. I think it's the 
Sleeping Beauty one? Yeah. No, 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 no. No? Prince Philip is Sleeping Beauty. Oh. So then it's... Florian, I think, is the Snow White one. Yeah. Because Prince Charming, I think they're... We're moving... In canon, I think we're moving to having that Prince Charming be Cinderella's husband. Sure. But that's the name sometimes given to them. And I was like, just make his middle name Adam. Because again, Prince, Ad- dad's Prince Adam is sometimes the beast, generally. Whatever. They go on a bridge and then they're at this like magic. They're little, that bridge is like a ropes course. They're literally yeah. a base, but it's basically Which I feel like is like a place in Canada, which is why I think someone yeah. was filmed in Canada. Then he takes her to like a lagoon where there's like ruins. Uh, yeah, that, where is that? This is, this is, they have, there's a full picnic just set up when they walk in there. So it looks like a bachelor date by this like lovely lagoon. Um, well, he is a king. Emma. He can set these kinds of things up. Also, um, they have this whole date. They sit down. They're talking. Well, also bad writing because they have, <laughs> they, they have the, the thing on the bridge where he's like, oh, tell me what, like, what's something about you that you don't, you know, that I don't know. And she's like, my middle name is Bertha, blah, blah, blah. And he's talking about his. And then they sit down at the picnic, and he goes, I feel like I've done a, done. I've I've done all the talking. You haven't told me a single thing about you. And I go, we just watched her tell you her middle name mm-hmm. literally five minutes ago. So you just that's asked a her. Error. You just told her, like, tell me something you've never told anybody. And it's like, my middle name's Bertha. Like, that just happened. Just happened. So that's a writing error. But then he, you know, says, you know, find out. Oh, God. Well, he basically is trying to get her to open up. And she's like, I'm 16. I... How old was Dove Cameron at this time? I have no idea. She's like, I'm 16, was raised in the Isle of the Lost, and is, is I have no idea what else she says. It's not interesting. But then he says, this is your first time. And I was like, whoa, Disney, what are they talking <laughs> about? Because he's like laying down. And she's like, oh, yeah, we didn't really date on the island. It's just kind of gang activity, which was a wild one. Which is what I was talking about. That kind of implies people just bang left and right. And it's like. I thought she was just talking about the crime. What, whatever kids tumble out. <laughs> yeah, well, Emma, you can say she's talking about the crime, but then where did these kids come from? Yeah, you're right. Like, you can't have both. Gang bangs. I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that that it's, so, it's implied a little bit and he goes no your first time eating a jelly donut which is fucking bizarre but whatever and then he like brushes the jelly donut crumbs off her lips mm-hmm. and then she's like i've actually never had a strawberry before and she eats the strawberry like she's someone experimenting with mdma for the first time <laughs> she's like oh my god like her eyes go super wide and then he goes two people in full clothes to go <laughs> i know he just goes let's go for a swim and I was and like, she's you, like, no. Yeah, and I you're was gonna like, tell you, her to bring a swimsuit. Like, you go, girl. He didn't prep you for that. No. I was like, I wouldn't go in either. And he, she's like, I'm just gonna sit here and keep eating strawberries. But you know why they do that? Because Disney <laughs> knows how to work in a shirtless scene, whether you want it oh, or not. Yeah. I didn't know even want to see no. this kid. Shirtless. shirtless for a long time. <laughs> so shirtless. He goes behind so a rock shirtless. and comes out, and it's like a dramatic reveal of yes. his lanky, dumb body. Of his like three pack. Literally, I was like, what is this? Which isn't a slight. He's like supposed to be 16. Like, it shouldn't be ripped. That's the thing, right? Is it, You say it's that, but it's also because they needed to separate them for a moment so Mal could sing. The... This was the song that had the biggest crime of the lyrics being way too spot on. The lyrics to this Vanessa Hudgens ballad are literally. It's a Vanessa Hudgens. That's the same thing, yeah. Am I good or am I bad? Will Do you I still follow love me when the magic's gone? When my spell wears off. Oh, and I'm like, okay, you're just, you're stating the problem. 
problem in song. Which, it, but it's also supposed to intimate that like she's actually kind of falling for Ben, and now she's like worried like she's ruined it by enchanting him. But also, I don't know if you picked up on this, but this was the funniest thing: is they show a montage of all their interactions, and they show it's the two clips. of them. Also, no, no. they don't have that many interactions. No, no, that's what I'm saying. It's the, all the stuff at school, and then they literally show clips from the date they've been on. <laughs> like I was like, that was five minutes ago. <laughs> like, like, why did you? <laughs> it was so funny. And, but also, like, it, it's that classic Disney thing of she's like harmonizing with herself, like mm. another voice comes on. I was like, why isn't this a duet? Why isn't Ben getting in on this with her? And like, he's just fucking swimming. He's doggy paddling. Yeah, he's like swimming. He's like, there's like a shiny rock he finds at the bottom of the pool and he swims for it. He's a himbo. Let's be honest. He's not muscly enough to be a himbo. I can just, it's kind of like that thing, like, where you're just like kind of trying to like hang with your friends and talk and you're just so to distract the kids you're babysitting, you're just throwing dive sticks into the shallow end of the pool. Yeah. Like, go find it. That's what's happening in this song. But he doesn't surface or something. And yeah, she, she sings the whole song and he hasn't reappeared anywhere. <laughs> and she's like, that's a two minute 30 song. Yeah, she's worried. Because I sung my heart out for like a solid two minutes there. He definitely needs air, right? So, which also, do we ever see Ariel's kid? No. No? Not, not in this movie. Uh, yeah, maybe she's in the second one with Ursula. Maybe, I don't remember. But friggin' she runs into the water like Ben oh my gosh I also think she thinks maybe she's killed the future game. she also can't swim no she can't swim <laughs> um, because she waits like waist deep and starts to like flailing around and he just comes up and is like hey you can't swim and I thought you were living on an island she's like there's a barrier around it good point I mean well yeah but they, they it's still like a like we said like a harbor community like they're in water <laughs> they can get to the water so she's wet now uh, and he's pissed and she's pissed about it and then he's like well check it out found this rock why don't you throw it in the what lake the and make what the fuck is wish? that cooling rock <laughs> I don't know I was expecting that to, to come, come back. Play. I, was like, I was like, oh, that rock's going to be magic, isn't it? But no. It's or just be like, a, it only glows in the hands of someone good or something. It's literally just a rock that they took the time to CGI for no reason. And so, yeah, he's they're both soaking wet and he's like looming over her and just says, I told you I loved you. Do you love me? And then she just super dramatically looks away and is like, I don't know what love feels like. And he goes, maybe I can show you or something or whatever. Mm. And I just started saying out loud and writing in my notes, I want to know what love is. I want you to show me. Because that's what they were doing. So then, oh, yeah, we forgot to cover this. They are forced to be taking a class called Remedial Goodness, taught by oh, the Fairy yeah. Godmother, which is just... Actually stu- kind of funny. I mean, it's kind of funny, but I will say we actually didn't touch on it enough. I think the Fairy Godmother actor is actually doing a great yeah. job of being a comedic figure. She's bringing just the right amount of energy to it. I really like her. And it's just dumb stuff like you find a baby what do you do kill it, it kill it or turn it over to the authorities <laughs> <Eat that thing. laughs> and, the, and they're they, they're like having trouble with it and Mal's like you just say the one that doesn't sound like any fun yeah I thought that was cute when like Evie's like and she they're they literally can't get them right and Mal's like it's give it a bottle and like I don't, I don't know I just liked the that group dynamic in yeah, that except class. for one of the options was carve its heart out which is a little dark <laughs> I did notice um, that as well but then so now they're back in goodness 101 and fairy godmother says hey like it's family weekend something that they didn't set up at all mm. this comes right the hell out of nowhere they're like family day I was like maybe they should have like talked about this a little bit more so we had any impact when it occurred but it's family day today and obviously like your parents can't come visit so we thought we'd set up a special treat for you yeah so she gets all the parents on video call and at first it's kind of like yes hi sweetie love you great but it very quickly turns sour 
where they're just, you know, coded talking about the wand and all that stuff. Uh, Corella Deville gets mad that Carlos has a dog and they shut it off very quickly. Car- and- yeah, Corella's like, that would make an excellent, you know, fur. And he's like, it would make an excellent pet. Yeah, it gets really heated out of nowhere. The fairy godmother's like, yeah, sorry. And I was like, why did you think this was a good idea? Like, That's read the you're room, You're literally guys. trying to teach them to be good. Why would you give them a tie back to their evil parents? Oh, also like her and Maleficent get in a little like argument where like the way you insult people in this world is by poking holes in their fairy tale. Whereas like, oh, really? You just made a pumpkin out of a, a carrot out of a pumpkin. And or an eggplant. An eggplant. Like, it's so stupid. And then this was the weirdest thing. I don't know if you even remember this. Then like later that night, there's like a five second song that Mal sings. And I, it's a reprise of that same ballad. And I go, that stupid ballad did not need a reprise. The ballad from the the date or the ballad from the to sing in front of Maleficent? The ballad from the date. Oh. Okay, I didn't even It's a reprise of that with notice. different lyrics. It's and I was like, why did they need more of this? But it's but also like That's also when you see the dog in the hoodie. Right, yes, but here's what I'm saying. You see all of them and it's supposed to like underscore that they all are like feeling that they really like it here now and stuff, and it's about like, you know, how are we changed people, etc. And I was like, why aren't they all singing yeah, this song? Yeah. Like and you know, make it a group number, give Jay something to do now that his arc's been over for two hours. Because he like looks at the trophy he won being like teamwork. I don't know. But you know what? Uh, I actually could have kind of used more of because it's really cute is then we cut to Paris weekend and everybody sings Be Our Guest. That was fun. And I literally wrote down why is every song not just a remix of a classic Disney song? Well, I don't think, I didn't want it to be every song because otherwise I think that would get kind of tedious and pandery after But I a could while. use like three of those. But like a couple. Mixed in. And like a fun way to incorporate them and not make them like big show numbers. Yeah. I think would have been great. And it's so cute. And yeah, it gets a little wear on when he's just like, yo, be, 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 be our guest. Like, it's well, a little... it's also a little rough when they literally say this is France and we know yes. we're in the United States. This is, not, this is not France. I have really broke the world. They can sing, they can dance. All after all, Miss, this is the United States of Oregon. Yeah. But so there's something addressed here that I think we need to bring up because it shows how far Disney has come. And we talked about it in Lemonade Mouth, which is that uh, this school has a student who's in a wheelchair. And as we, yes. as you might remember, we criticized Lemonade Mouth use of this care of a similar character. I thought wheelchair. it was done well. It was better here. here. Okay. In Lemonade Mouth, every time there was a crowd scene, she was front and center. And it was Disney Channel and being like, like slightly removed from the rest of the crowd. Yeah, like on her but own. it was Disney Channel being like, look at us. We're being inclusive, patting ourselves on the back. This one, she, she feels like she's a little actually, bit more natural, a little bit more natural. And like they, interact with her a good amount like it, it she still doesn't have any lines which just give them lines disney channel you're shooting your own foot you know, in the representation pool but it definitely didn't feel like they were trying to be as much as like haha guys see see we put a person it was the, not as bad as it was not as bad so they're getting there maybe someday they'll figure it out although what bummed me out is she doesn't get to participate in the dance numbers i know and like i, I, I okay i hate that i have this frame of reference now they do it in in mama mia too i was just about again. to say it i was like i hate that i, I have this frame of reference now but because emma is my sister i've seen mama mia too mama, of course, here, yeah. mama here we go again and in the waterloo number there's just there is it, someone in a wheelchair who's the, doing all and the she practice. breaks it freaking down yes. it's rad as hell and it's not like a thing and it's great but so they sing be our guests it's cute it's fine he introduces mal Yes, on this, and their outfits are so freaking fire here, especially. They look so good. So good. Evie worked overtime on yeah. those bad boys. Um, and her, the parents are like, 
He's like, oh yeah, I got a new girlfriend. There's actually a good gag here. They're taking a picture with the parents and the son are taking a picture. He's like, I got a new girlfriend. And Belle's like, oh good. I always thought that Audrey was a little ladder climbing. Like she was just yeah, self-centered. Yeah, photographer's trying to get him like smile and pose. And he's like, yeah, it's Mal from the Isle of the Lost. And then they just are like, uh, standing with their mouths open. And the guy takes the photo. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good bit. But so he's like, you want to join us for lunch? And they're like, yeah. Uh, they're clearly very uncomfortable. Yeah. And she invites all the kids to join them and play croquet. I don't really understand the logistics of this family day. It's just a bunch of people. We sang to our parents. It's people playing croquet. And now we're playing croquet at one. So spoiler alert, this is where it all falls apart for... Literally no reason. Um, because Audrey's grandmother, but not her actual... Why not her mother? Yeah, why not have that be Sleeping Beauty? Like I, Exactly. Why, why would it not be Sleeping Beauty? It's the queen who... Which, well, I guess because technically Maleficent had a more antagonistic relationship with the parents because she stole their child, you know? Yeah. Or, well, she didn't steal the child. She The child had love of fairies and she put her to sleep. Yeah. So I get that. But it's Queen Leia or whatever, which I actually don't know mm. if they, she had a name in the movie. I have whatever. no idea. I haven't watched the Sleeping Beauty forever. But she's like, Matt, she's going up to me. I was like, do I know you? You look familiar. So, so familiar. And she's like, no, I'm just, you know, living life, whatever. Then Audrey's like, oh. Don't talk to her grandma. That's, you know, blah, 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 blah. I don't even know how she says she, it. Well, first she thinks she is Maleficent. Yeah, she's she's like, like, you. How did you stay so young? How are you so young? Which again, she's supposed to be a fairy. That's not, I think, you, you should be your biggest concern. Oh yeah, also we kind of glossed over it, but they did, they did throw some lip service to the fact that Maleficent, like, she didn't get invited to that party. Yeah. Like, like she's like, and just, she's like, don't worry. Because when Audrey introduces herself, she's like, I forgive you for all that, uh, you know, kidnapping my mom stuff or whatever. She's like, well, my mom probably, I forgive you for not inviting literally everyone in the world but, but my, my mom. mom to that party. So Audrey's mom just, or grandmother just goes off on her being like, I, my daughter had to be raised by fairies because of your I missed mother. her first steps. I missed her first This step. monologue is crazy. This yeah. thing, this woman's real. And now. then I, like everyone just gets on her side, like Chad like gets on her side and then Chad somehow pulls like Doug onto his side yes. and stuff. This is where he calls Evie to her face a gold digger. Yeah. And I was like, this has nothing to do with Evie also. Every and then it comes to physical blows. Yes. Uh, Jay almost gets into like a fight with Chad, which I wanted to see. And they spray perfume at him and knock oh, him out. Oh, yeah. There was a scene. Thank you for reminding me. There's a scene where they've established the plan that they're, they're going to spray. Grab the wand at the coronation and spray this stuff in the driver's face to steal a limo and get out of there. That's their so plan. So they're, of co- I guess we're carrying it at this moment as well. And they basically knock out Chad. Also, uh, she said she wants to disenchant Ben because... Leaving him in love with her would be too cruel. That's to show us that she's turning good. But yeah, they knock out Chad and run away. And like Ben tries to defend him and Chad's just like, no, screw you, dude. You suck. And then they're like eating lunch. And now everyone in the school hates them. The whole school has turned on them. And I was like, they haven't done anything because no- wrong. Nothing that is, nothing they did caused this. It's the same circumstances that they had when they arrived at the school. And you guys love Like that. I get that they knocked Chad unconscious and that's not good. I get it. But there should have been something bigger. Maybe they should have done that to like the queen, the bell or, and beast like, or something. Or like it should just be more of like their own fuck up. Instead yeah. of just like now because of the sins of their parents, they're now hated when like those sins existed when they started. Yeah. It doesn't really work super well. Then, yeah. Yeah, they're eating, like, lunch by themselves. Everyone hates them. Uh, Doug can't come sit with Evie. No, no, no. Okay. Doug can Doug sit with Evie. Free will. Doug, for some reason, again, freaking screw Doug. I hate After Doug. After shitting on Chad is now riding with Chad. He goes to sit by them, and Chad just stands up, Doug. And then he just goes, I'm sorry, Evie. I can't. I'm like, Chad, you definitely, Doug, you definitely can't. You don't even like, like that, that guy. guy. You have why, said to us. You, you why would you care what they think now? And so I'm like, you don't deserve Evie, Doug. No. Suck a dick. 
So yeah, then Jane and Audrey come up and they're like, oh, I can't believe they're still dating. It's never going to last. And I was like, really? Jane's going to turn on her? Yeah. Mal was nice to her when nobody else was. Granted, she was trying to manipulate her, but she doesn't know that. I would have actually bought Lonnie turning on her before I bought Jane turning but on her. But then Mal like, does a spell and takes the cool hair back. And Jane's, yeah. I guess, a hideous monster again with this bob. And then it's coronation time. Um, this fit on Mal. This Outfit, Emma's you shaking. Guys, I'm actually shaking. She looks so good in this lilac crazy lace ball gown with this huge collar. That her girlfriend made her. That her girlfriend Evie hooked her up with. She looks so effing amazing. She's riding into a into the coronation. They all look good for the record. Yeah, they actually all look amazing. But she's riding into the coronation in a chariot with Ben. Yeah, Benny boy. Benny, Benny boo. boo. And she doesn't call him that anymore. No, but she is like, oh, I got you something. Or he asks her to wear his ring. Yes. Which we've never seen before, you know? how. No, I, th- I think we goes. saw it like the very beginning. It's a, it's a f- ring of his dad's face. All the stuff is the beast's face. It's which... so weird. She's like, oh, I think it would just fall off. You can kind of tell she's hesitant about wearing the ring because she knows she's about to like steal the wand and like fuck up his whole life. So she doesn't want to like fuck him up too badly. And she goes, oh, here, like I made you another cookie. because it's a, like, it's like mini cupcake, to keep, actually. Or cupcake to keep your strength up in case you need some carbs after whatever. Like have it after the ceremony. And he bites and he goes, actually, I can't wait. And bites. she's like, no, 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 no. And he bites into it. And she's like trying to gauge if it worked. I really like this twist. I, I, think I do, really I do like this twist, but like it's one of those things where you think about it for a second. And it's like, wait a minute. It falls apart. It falls apart. Because he, he she's like, do you feel fine? I was like, feel great. And she's like, okay. And then he goes, but then again, let's let the anti-love potion spell take a couple minutes to take effect. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, good plan. And she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> You knew? And he's like, oh, yeah, freaking I knew. What are you talking about? I'm not that much of an idiot. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wore it wore off when I went for a swim in that enchanted lake. But she... Okay. Yeah, great. would have loved some exposition on that. Yeah, would have loved to know that lake's enchanted. But then he, she's like, so you've been faking it this entire time? Everyone went for a swim? And he just goes, I haven't been faking anything. Emma just mouthed that as I was I saying that. Like, <laughs> but the the thing that gets me here, she she says, like, so you knew? And he's like, yeah. And so she's like, so you hate me? Question mark? And he's like, no, I get it. You had a crush on me and you didn't think you could. I was with Audrey. I was with Audrey. You didn't think it would happen. And I'm like, this guy is way too chill with being mind controlled. Here's the thing. If you look like Dove Cameron, you can literally probably hit a guy with a car and he will still try to date you. That, that implies that he was also like, yeah, I wasn't that into Audrey. He either. wasn't. He wasn't. He, the second Mal showed up, he wanted to spice up his life. Let's be honest. Sure. So yeah, then the coronation, the red carpet happens. Snow White, like we said, shows up. Is she's, a E! News red carpet reporter. Yeah, she's... She's the Juliana Rancic of this universe, I guess. Yeah. They do some of the standard coronation stuff, whatever. Also, the villains are all huddled around TV and they're mm-hmm. watching this on TV. So they're watching and waiting for them to get the wand. Yes. And Ben steps up to his parents and with Mal and is like, hey. Oh, also, the whole blow up thing at the party, they literally said, this is your fault. Like, you've ruined this whole thing. Like, you suck. Yeah, his parents were really mean to him. Yeah, and they were clearly mad at him. And then he's just like, hey, guys. And they're like, we're not mad at you anymore. That our disagreement. You're going to be an amazing king. Yeah, that disagreement we had, it literally at means 16, nothing. literally means you nothing. You all rule this land with an iron fist. And so they're, yeah, they squash that beef. No big deal. Deal. And yeah, he gets the the super 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 plastic crown. Shitty put on looking crown. <laughs> also, like the fact that his dad's wearing like thick glasses to the coronation. It's like, dude, like maybe put in your fucking dailies. Put in some contacts <laughs> for the coronation. 
Listen, he, he spent a good chunk of his life as a beastly monster. I don't think he puts that much stock in how he looks nowadays. Mm. So then the fairy godmother takes the wand out and is about to like, you know, bless him. And all of a sudden, a hand grabs it and a bolt of lightning shoots out to the island of Lost. And you're like, Mal grabbed you're it. You're like, oh no. Yeah, because also she was visibly like fighting with herself. Yeah, and, Mal and, was trying to decide what to do. You what to do. And so the bolt of lightning shoots off the island of Lost and cracks a hole in the... Uh, Barrier. And the barrier, which doesn't make any sense because they seem to very much need to get back to the island with the wand, but apparently they could have just freed Maleficent. I don't know. And Maleficent's like, all right, we're out of here. And she takes her scepter and turns into a freaking Death Eater where she like yep, travels just... a smoke and flies to the coronation to get the wand. And then we come back to the coronation and Jane has the wand. Jane's the one that grabbed it, not Mal. Twist, Rooney. Twist, but then why did the, why did that open up a portal into the island of the Lost? Because she just didn't know how to use it. It's, it's a real... It's real convenient. It's pretty convenient. Yeah. It's pretty convenient. But she's trying to make herself beautiful because Mal took her cool hair away and tries, is trying to steal the fairy godmother's wand. And she's like, Mom, if you won't make me beautiful, I'll do it myself, man. Just and like, Mal Whoa. actually gets the wand back from her. The second she has it, everybody in the audience like freezes for a second and is like, hey, Mal, uh, put the wand down because you are still a villain's child who knows magic. Um, So we don't super trust you with that. Ben, it's like she had a loaded gun, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like, and then Ben's like, hey, uh, sweetie, why don't you put that down? We are at a coronation. It's no big deal. Uh, and sh- again, big props to Dove Cameron, killing it like always. She kills this scene. She kills it, but she also just kills like the look on her face of trying like to figure out what to do, of, yeah. like the unsure nature of the whole thing. And then she just gives like this monologue about. I cried during this. Do, monologue. do, do, do you want to take it? Take it away. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, it's. Basically, just like I don't want to do this. I she's like the, the thing that where I started tearing up was like it's because also like the other kids come out to help her. It's like Evie and Jay and Carlos, and she's just finally has the realization like her moment of clarity. She doesn't know what to do, and she's like, maybe I am this person. And he's like, no, you're not. You're good. I Ben's like, I know you. You're good. You're not this person. And then she finally like her moment of clarity isn't really her going, I'm good. It's more her saying this doesn't make me happy doing these things doesn't make me happy and it's like and it doesn't make any of us happy like it, it jay like what makes you happy is being on the tourney field and like winning with your teammates and what makes me happy is like ben and like like this like in it so it's kind of a good realization and i thought it was like really well done actually like, goes around each one and and you know she said there's a really cute line to evie about like you don't need a man like a man to like you never have to play dumb for a man and you're so smart and i bet and i started crying i thought it was really cute right and uh, yeah it, which also it plays off we kind of mentioned but we didn't do this talk about the scene specifically because she said at one point like i just want my mother to be proud of me because i know she loves me in her own way but she doesn't love you she just cares about herself and she's just using you and this is her kind of realizing that that like we can be, you know, good to ourselves and good to each other. And this is what I think holds this film back specifically is she says, the thing that makes me happy, especially is being friends with the three of you, like the four of us being friends, like our friendship is stronger Mm -hmm. than being evil. And we really haven't seen them be that close. No, of friends. I know they're we, literally work colleagues. At we've best, spent to... we've spent so much time her on just friends. No, they're in love with each other. Okay, yeah. But like uh, Carlos and Jay, I guess are kind of close friends. But the two don't. I don't. I don't, th- I don't think Mal and Car- and Jay are anything but work colleagues. Trying. I don't to think to... Mal and Carlos share a line of dialogue. I don't think they do either. Um, and two, they again to their credit, I think they recognize this. And in the second movie, there Carlos has a great moment where Mal and Evie want to go off and talk about stuff, and he's like. No, we're a freaking team. We work this out together because we're stronger as four people. And I was like, hell yes, Carlos, you are best of friends, but I just need to actually, you know, see it in the goddamn movie. But then guess what? Maleficent shows up. Yes. Chris Jenner shows up too. And she freezes everyone. 
Yeah. And everyone is really bad at being frozen. Oh, they're so bad. I wrote that down, too. It's so freaking funny. Literally, the Beast and Belle are literally twitching. Everyone's essentially actively moving. Like, they couldn't even just do the thing where they, like, took a frame and Why froze Why did they not it. do that? They just had people, like, mime it's it. It's so bad. It's so bad. But, like, yeah, they give the wand back to the fairy godmother to fight her, and then Maleficent freezes everybody in time. And I was like, if the wand is so powerful, I definitely don't feel like you should be able to freeze the fairy godmother in time, but whatever. Oh, and then freaking Jay runs up and tries to punch Maleficent in the in stomach. The like, tries to just body her. He's a physical being. He tries to, like, grab... What she actually tries to do is grab the staff from her, but it looks like he tries to just jam his fist straight into her body. And I was like, whoa, no. she's like an 800-year-old woman or whatever. Um, But it was raw. I dug it. I uh, like the part where she freezes everyone and Kristen Chenoweth insinuates she would fuck the beast. Yeah. Which is happen. so crazy. That does happen. And that happens. He is literally frozen. She walks up, she's like, whoa, whoa, we are in I'm a different time. Yeah, and then puts the gla- She puts the glass down and it goes like, like a whoa, whoa, oh, wow. wow. And another time, and another time. Like, I would, could fuck this man, but maybe <laughs> later. Like, I was like, what's going on? Well, that's what I'm saying. The island runs only on sexual attraction. No relationships are planned. But so uh, she's like, cool, cool. Give me the, she grabs the wand for the fairy godmother. Mal takes it back and is like, we're not doing this with you, mom. You suck. We mm-hmm. rule. We're, this is what real love is, is friends love each other. Etc. And then Maleficent's like, oh, you gonna freaking do me dirty like this? All right, well, you know what the one thing I'm really known for is? Turning into a freaking dragon. dragon. This dragon looks like shit, by the way. I didn't think it looked that bad for, like... For a Disney Channel original movie, I actually thought the CGIing of the cathedral to look big was worse. Yeah, that actually like looks it literally awful. looks like they're walking around on nothing. But the dragon, for as what it, it does is, does look like a PC game. Yeah, I mean, but it like for a Disney Channel original movie, it looked fine. I thought they did. Uh, we've seen way worse. I'm sure we'll continue to see way worse CGI. Could have been worse. But the dragon just, yeah, flies around, breathes fire. Jay again tries to, like, punch it and... Mal (laughs) does a spell with the help from her friends where they say, like, the power of four basically makes something shrink. I don't even know this spell. But basically, it's... Who cares? It's you, she shrinks her mom down to the size of her heart. And because Maleficent's heart is so small and shriveled, they basically turn her into a gecko. Yeah. A little lizard. It's a little baby. And then everyone's on Frozen. And there's this really crazy moment when, when they unfreeze that the beast charges. Yeah, he, like, the beast was like mid-roar. And then and so was Ben. They both like charge <laughs> mid-roar. Ready to like just absolutely body Maleficent. And then they have to be like, oh no, it's, it's fine. Like we took care of it. It's weird that they were all frozen for that okay but whatever and we took care of it don't worry about it and they put a little glass thing over the lizard maleficent yeah to keep her yeah in there. and like mal is still like careful that's one oh well the fairy godmother also has a part before the unfreeze everybody where she's like there's very little love in her heart but just as you have learned to love maybe maleficent one you day you get an too. a in remedial goodness true but like the thing that the thing, she's like maybe she can learn to love one day and i was like you're not getting christian channel with back no, and then she's one and done she's one and done you can't afford her anymore but yeah ben gets friggin' crowned king, and then for some reason, Mal just goes, oh, yo, yo. Yeah, it's like, a wee, a wee, and I was and like, what's going on? And then that on? transition us into our final number where they just start going, oh, wee, oh, wee, oh, wee, like it's a and soccer it's game. Like, and the song is just like, let's light it up, let's turn it, it up, sucks. let's get together, let's do it. It's the most soulless, stupid, like, just turning it up song, I guess. It's dumb. Choreo is pretty sick nasty and they're all in like short cocktail attire and I like that about it. Yeah, they um, Ben and her don't get to kiss. I know kiss. Um, no. 
I don't know if they do in two. I don't remember. We get a shot. There's like fireworks going off and we cut back to the eye of the lost and their parents like looking out to the balcony and the thing was like, man, I really wish any of the other characters had gotten some amount of closure with yeah, their parents. Yeah, they had no idea what's going on. Why didn't all the parents come to the cathedral and they could have, you know, fought their parents? That would have given... Would have made a lot of sense. Made a lot of sense given them something to do, you know? Would Instead have been of just great. standing behind Mal. Yeah. But that's his sentence. That's, well, you forget they ended as like, oh, that's not how the story ends because we're setting up for the sequel. And, and then her green eyes turn on. Yeah. But I don't understand the lore of that or no, what that doesn't. means. It doesn't matter. That's the best descendants. It's it's fun. Mm. I think it's fun. I had fun. I I think it's trying to be fun and it's, it's nailing it. I think people might think I'm being a bit hypocritical because I didn't like the fun that was being had in zombies. But this one I just think works a bit more because it is embracing what it's trying to do and like I'm sucked into the world a bit more. Yeah. Is it perfect? No. I think there's a lot of things story and character wise that could be improved on and I think for sure. I think do get improved on in the sequel. Um, but. I I think as a fun little concept, it works. It's nice. And I think kids would definitely like it. I get a lot of bonus points for literally that first song, Rotten Decor Alone. Like it it really, really rockets it up there in my rankings. And I love Dove Cameron. I know you love Dove Cameron. Well, what would you rate it, Emma? I'm going to rate it an eight out of 10. An eight? Okay. I was going to go... I'm going to go 6.5, I think. Wow, that's yeah, low. Yeah, maybe mm, that maybe a 7. I, mm, I don't want to pressure no, you to I, change your vote. No, I want to go 6.5 just because I think some of that story stuff really holds it back. Like, I think if the story was a little stronger, it would have been a solid 7. 7 is like a solid movie. This one isn't as solid as it could be. Like, you, you, they could have tightened some stuff up and made yeah, it sing a little bit more. Yeah, they definitely could have tightened some stuff up. And they could have made had better songs. Yeah, that music... That really is the biggest surprise that came from this week. That's the, my biggest disappointment. The song really, the song's really blow, except for the first one. Yeah, I, that's my biggest grip, I think. Because I'm, I'm honestly down with a cheese fest that doesn't make any sense. Like, fantastic, whatever. Sure, yeah. I, I, I have terrible taste. Give it to me. <laughs> but, you know, the the songs is really where you lose me because I want to be able to sing along. I want them to, be, to all be as catchy I, as Yeah, I couldn't the sing with any of these songs except Rotten to the Core, Core, Rotten to the Core. Okay, cool. There's no tagline this month. I think this is this is you know 2015. They were past the tagline age. They the poster was just our main characters dramatically posing against the title of the film. But you get to pick again for April. So what would you like to watch next month? I want to watch one I've actually wanted to watch for a really long time because I re- we used to watch this one a lot growing up. Oh really? Um, it is. I wonder how else I haven't ever seen it as an adult. It is something I used to watch like almost every time it was on, but I've never watched it as an adult. So I'm just really interested to see like if this is going to be completely bananas. Um, But it's because I remember it being weird when I was a kid, Mm -hmm. but it's probably going to be even weirder as an adult. So what we're going to watch next month is Stepsister from Planet Weird. Oh, I've never seen it. Have you never seen it? I don't know what you're talking about. it's bonkers. I thought you were going to say something totally different. I thought no. you were, I thought you were maybe going to say uh, uh, Miracle in Lane 2, which we did watch all the time, and is bonkers because angels are real in that movie. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen this movie. Aliens are real in this movie. Yeah, well, I got that. Yeah. I, I, pick, I assume. But the lore around these aliens is really crazy. Okay. It's an, is it, It's not like scary aliens, though. This is an Halloween movie, No, right? no, no. Okay. No. no, that's Can of Worms that has the it's, scary it's Halloween aliens. It's a fun aliens. family comedy with a lot of really bananas elements. Okay. And that's how I remember it. 
Sure. And it came out in 2000. Yeah, it, which was a, a big year for DCOMs. But, um, yeah, I'll be interested to finally watch it. I, I, I genuinely, maybe, I'll, maybe it'll all come back to me that I did see it, but I have no memory of what it is. Cool. That'll be fun. Uh, Emma, where can people find you on the internet? They can find me at Emma Stone Tyler on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on Twitter at wildfire underscore king. You can find my Patreon at patreon.com slash Lucas Tyler. Uh, oh, thank you to everybody supporting me there. Also, uh, quick, quick things that I'm doing that I wanted to share with y'all. Um, on Thursdays at 7 p.m. Pacific time, you go to twitch.tv slash Shirleyann, um, where me and some friends stream Nancy Drew games once a week. Uh, I do that regularly now, so I wanted to let you know to check it out there. They're really fun. We let, we hang out. It's cool. And then on Sundays at 1 p.m. PST, um, you can go to twitch.tv slash fantasygrounds, and I have been invited to join in a sprawling campaign of Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition in Icewind Dale, Rhyme of the Frostmaiden, where I play Alistair Hartwick, the half-elf fighter. Um, we're only three sessions in as of this recording, and you can find the VODs on the Twitch there if you're behind, but tune in at that time. It's super, super fun, and I love playing Dungeons & Dragons, so if you want to see me play it, there you go. But also, you can find us on Twitter, at DComedyPodcast. Give us a follow, become a D-Comrade. Uh, also, if you can find us on you know, iTunes, Google Play Music, wherever you're listening to us, if they let you rate and review us, it really, really helps us out, and we really, really appreciate it when you say nice things about us. Rate and review us, or you're rotten to the core. Yeah, well, Emma, but be rotten to the core is like a good thing. <laughs> um, but no, please do rate and review us. Also, you check out all the great shows on AudioEntropy.com. There's going to be one you like, I guarantee it. Emma! Do you have anything else you want to say? No, that's it. I think that's everything, right? All right. Well, we'll see you in April. I hope everybody stays safe out there and don't bop your head too hard to run to the core. DCOMs forever. Bye-bye. There you are now. I was looking for you. You know, all the girls want you to do their hair. <laughs> Midnight snack, huh? What you guys making? Something special? Just cookies? No, no, no. What? I'm not gonna double dip. Feel anything? Yeah, like maybe it might be missing something. Hey there. Could use some chips. Chips? And those are chocolate chips. Just the most important food group. Didn't your moms ever make you guys like chocolate chip cookies? Like when you're feeling sad and they're fresh from the oven with the big old glass of milk and she just makes you laugh and puts everything into perspective. And Why are you all looking at me like that? It's just different where we're from. Yeah, I know. I just, you know, I thought even villains love their kids. Oh. How awful.